Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his Absolutely. tongue up the bung? <laughs> I liked it. actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards. Are you being sarcastic no. right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's <laughs> a true happy ending. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome, everybody. It is The Session. I'm your host, Jason Petros. And exactly. I'm, I'm the other guy. I'm the guy that normally sits where you are. Oh. Yeah. Oh, JP. Right. Yes, that's true, too. That's also me. People know me by JP as well. Oh, you got a lot of names. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got Dick Nose is another one okay. that I get a lot. Um, Dick Breath, uh, sometimes, only after I party real hard. Okay. I don't know why. I'll, huh. I'll, I'll black out. I'll wake up in the morning, and people are like, hey, Dick Breath. I'm like, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Well, that's a good it. way to make friends when people have nice nicknames for you like that. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, anyway, everybody, Justin is off again. He's out in Colorado in Fort Collins managing the final phase of construction for the Hop Grenade Volume 2 because if he doesn't, nobody else will. Right. That's what I hear. Anyway, I don't okay. know. That's what he I says. I see pictures of other guys partying out there and stuff. I see what's going on. Just partying. Just well, partying. I think it's called team building. I see. Yeah, which we've never done here. But at the Hop Grenade, they do all the time. They do. Hmm. I don't know. They have outings. Apparently. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you're a team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that feels like. Anyway, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we took a very awesome and very well-deserved break uh, right after NHC, like we always do. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about NHC um, and then a little bit about some other stuff, a little housekeeping details, and then we're going to get on with our guest, Greg Ingert from Blue Jacket Brewing Company in D.C., Washington, D.C., not to be confused with... Anything else? The electricity? 
<laughs> right, the current. Yeah. Not to be confused with the current. Oh, okay. Or the present. Uh, that's true. Uh, but first, uh, thank you to More Beer, our fine sponsor, More Beer, where you can get absolutely everything that you need to make great beer at home. They've been sponsors from the get-go. Actually, I was out there, well, not out there, but I was at uh, at their booth, spent a, 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 a good 20 minutes at their booth um, at NHC, or at HomebrewCon, excuse me, looking over all the new stuff that they have. Yeah, and a great, Olin, great place to see it. Yeah, Olin was taking me around, and I was like, this is... Uh, this is crazy, dude. Really? You guys have some weird shit. They have like um, it's like a, a, a not injection mold. I guess it's injection mold. I don't know. It's like a plastic, like CO two, like a plastic bottle, right? But in the shape of a conical, okay. and it's like a pressurized plastic conical. Huh. And you can drop in and out, and you can carbonate in. Wow. Oh wow. <clears throat> yeah, and he's like, yeah, they're from New Zealand. They're great. It's just it's like the new thing that we're going to be rolling out, and uh-huh. and all sorts of stuff, man. G- gadgets. They're just they're just the gadget king, man. Yeah. Are those single use or reusable? No, they're reusable. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. There's like a whole lid that screws off. Oh, okay. It's a whole thing. Are man. they polished on the inside or? I don't know. It, it must work, otherwise they wouldn't be selling. It. Right. Right. I'm trying to find something wrong with it. There isn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> otherwise, it'd be like a bad idea, before. right? That's true. Yeah. And you know who knows, man. But uh, it just I don't know. The coming out with a lot of cool stuff so those guys at more beer um they're doing great things in in home brewing and uh it was good to see them out there and they're smart they went online talking to chris they went online and got um uh, i think it's called eva foam just they're, they're like mats like for your garage or whatever and they just link together like mm-hmm. puzzle pieces okay, together yeah. and he's like we did this whole giant i think they had like a 20 by 20 booth it was like 300 bucks to like pad their floor oh, yeah. at the conference which is a huge so thing easy. and you have you have to pay like, thousands of dollars to do it through the um through the um union yeah. the free oh, or whatever crazy but 300 bucks they did it and, and it was like oh my god so i was hanging out there a lot because oh yeah <laughs> walking on dude walking yeah. on the conference floor hurts yep i found those booths and i I frequented them a lot yeah uh bsg folks had a booth like that too but theirs was like if more beers was like the economy class theirs was like first class flooring it was like you sink in four inches it was crazy and it Um, looked like hardwood didn't it it looked like hardwood yeah Yeah. um and it felt amazing it felt like clouds yes Uh, and they had beer so right that was very fun to go through and and uh Spend a bunch of time. I'll have the <laughs> Kolsch, I guess. JP, you've been here for four hours. I know, but I'll just have the Kolsch, I guess. It's fine. It hurts to leave. <laughs> it really pains me. The floor is lava. Watch yeah. out. Anyway, uh, we have some stuff to give away tonight, too, Tasty. Great. I could use some stuff. Oh, well, it's not for you. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, unless you call you. in. Yeah, you I can call in. Phone right here, right here. Disguise okay. your voice. Number now. Just okay. try disguising your voice. Yeah, what would your What would your lady voice sound like if you tried to be a lady? <laughs> What would you be like? Okay, this is tasty. Yeah. No, it's no. You're disguising <laughs> like your voice. Wait a second. No. You're disguising your voice. Oh, you're not, not my real voice. Yeah, because you're trying to be someone else. No, I wouldn't want to. No, you can't go, hi, my name is Tasty, no, I and I work at the Brewing I Network. I wouldn't know what to say. No, okay. You're well, too focused on my imitation. <laughs> that's true. Well, we well, are what giving... What could I win if I was eligible? Well, uh, for the Twitter game, we are giving away a smart water testing kit. Oh, those are awesome. The I dip, And I got one right here. Yeah. And uh, we've used one before. Um, right now, Jay at the Rare Barrel is using it. Um, but it's a it's a cool it's a cool little John. Yeah, back on the John's handheld, very tiny little guy. Put your water in there. It comes with a bunch of pH strips. They're all calibrated, calculated perfectly for you. Uh, so we're giving away one of those to the winner of the Twitter game today, folks. They can test your water right before you use it. And adjust. 
and it would be great. And doesn't that work with your smartphone or it works, tablet yes. or you whatever have an you app. want to use? You okay. have an app, and then it just uploads um, your thing right to the app, and you can actually email that out or send or share it on Facebook. Or uh, whatever, right? Yeah, that's what I want to use Facebook for now. Is I I want to know what what the stats on your water are that you're drinking. That that would be the best way to like uh, I don't know lash out at everyone who thinks that social media is like a waste of time. Whatever, just only (laughs) like like daily water updates and see how many people unfollow you. (laughs) Yeah, be amazing. Every time you have a glass of water, you test it. (laughs) I would just take it with me to restaurants. (laughs) Huh? I think your water is. I get it for instance. Okay. Let's say you're in a homebrew club and you're in, you know, it's a major area, but you're all using the same water. Well, what if, you know, when you did do it, you posted it to the, uh, the club site? Exactly. To show you what's going on with the water. Today. Yeah, yeah. You post it to your club uh, yeah. uh, Facebook page or your group or whatever. You can email it to everybody, and then also if you're a commercial brewer, you can email it to your to your beer team, entire your entire team, yeah, and let actually, them know what's going on. There you go. So I love the thing. Uh, it's really cool. And George and the guys at uh, the iDip, the Smart Brew uh, Kit, are, are good people. You can go to smartbrewkit.com and check it out, too. But anyway, so enter the Twitter game. We'll get to that in a second, Warren. Don't worry, unless you're ready oh, now. You're already ready? No. I, mean, oh, okay. I can be if you want to be. I think we should do it right before the end of the segment, like normal. Okay. Let's do that. Why mix it up? Why do that? Yeah. Uh, we are also giving away. This one will be ready. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Uh, I've read between the lines. Uh, we're also giving away a full pass to the California Craft oh. Beer Summit. Oh, man. In uh, Sacramento. That's a great time. That's a good time. That's a really what good. What are the dates on that? Do you have that? I do. It's September 7th through the 9th. The beer festival at the end is really good. They That's what I hear. California man. breweries in the Capitol Mall. Yeah, yeah. Well, in August we're going to give away a, a pass to that as well. I think it's two tickets, but don't hold it against me if I'm wrong. Uh, but now is the full conference, right? So uh, you know you have um, you can network with established and upcoming brewers, learn from equipment vendors and suppliers, and get tips on how to perfect and improve your home brewed beer. So you don't have to be a commercial brewer to go to this thing. It's it's really good for, for home brewers as well. Uh, get the chance to hear brewing industry innovators and pioneers talk about their days as home brewers and share stories. Educational series uh, include Ask the Brewmaster and How to Start a Brewery, help you build strong foundations in the beer industry, and continue to hone your craft. It's a valuable educational event for everyone, whether you're starting to uh, open your own brewery, pair beer with food, taste and discuss different beer styles, or advance your understanding of distribution channels. If you don't win the tickets today, don't worry. Um, you can uh, buy it for one day or the entire summit weekend on cacraftbeersummit.com with an early bird discounting uh, ending July 10th. So you better get on that. That's in like two weeks or whatever. But anyway, we're going to give that away, and I think we should just do a call-in segment, Tacey, because I don't know what else to do. Well, it's going to be people that? that are obviously go to it. They can't be people Correct. calling somebody the part of the country that can't fly in or something. Right, right. And we could clear them as, yeah, the calling would be great then. We could make, you know, find out where they're from. What should we do? What's well, the game we should give away? Or not give away, but what's the game we should play? Sh- should we just ask them to tell us something that they think we want to know about them? And then they can tell us. Huh. And then we can decide whether or not we really wanted to know that about them. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, we could get some oversharing, possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tasty, do you agree with that? I'll go with Or we can it. do something right. else. No, I think, I think look, oftentimes no, the first thing is, is the best thing, Warren. <laughs> so call up and overshare with us. Overshare with the BN. I have to write the whole thing down. 
<laughs> otherwise, we'll forget what they're supposed to be doing. When well, they call otherwise, in. otherwise, I'll be looking at it throughout the show, and I'll be like, God, I really need to. I, f- I need to finish writing that sentence out, or else it's not going to feel right for me. I have issues. Okay, so uh, not now, but uh, after our guest calls, after Greg, after we chat with Greg from Blue Jacket, uh, I want you to call in at eight 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 four zero one two three three seven and overshare. Drink a lot. Drink, while you're waiting to go on, drink a lot. Okay, right. drink a, a lot. ton of beer. It would it would help if you were also fighting for drunk of the week. Yeah, and like well, literally fighting. It, it might it, help with your brainstorming too. Probably would. Yeah, it probably would. So uh, yes, tell us something that you think we need to know about you. And then we'll decide if we need to know that. But also, call in if you can go to the uh, third annual California Craft Beer Summit and Beer Festival. That's Friday, not Friday, that's September 7th through the 9th in Sacramento. It's a great event, and you guys should definitely go check that stuff out. Um, Let's do some feedback right now. What do you think? Great. All right. Feedback today is brought to you by John at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com. If you're looking to open your own brewery or winery or spirit, whatever spirit place is called, um, a haunted house, I think. Distillery? Yes, a distillery. There's that, too. Uh, go to beerlawcenter.com, and John over there can help you navigate the paperwork. He can also protect your trademark for anything, even if it's not beer-related. Uh, he can help you do that, and uh, he's a good dude, so uh, check him out. He's obviously a big supporter. I was hoping to see him at the uh, Homebrew Con, and I'm kind of disappointed. Disappointed he didn't go. Well, I thought he was going to be there. I didn't see him. Right Me too. I, I assumed he was going to be there. Huh. But did he have a booth or somebody other there from his? No. I don't think so. I, I don't know why he didn't. I'll have to give him shit for that. A lot of home brewers need a beer law center. They do. I guess they're opening new breweries. There was a bunch of conferences about how to open up a brewery yeah. at this NHC. Yeah. People are still wanting to do that. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought he'd go just to say hi to me. Oh yeah, that would have been worth space. a booth. That I way. think so too. That way he had plenty of room to say hi to you from. Yeah. yeah. Well, he knows he can just fly me out, and it would be the cost of a booth. Right. But Maybe you'd actually get work done on his forward. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I, I did my forward already. Oh, already wow. It's already shoot. done. Oh, yeah, dude. Wow. Are you kidding me? How hard is writing a forward to a book? It, uh, first pass. I was like, what do you think? And he's like, oh, I mean, if this is if you say you're done, you're done. <laughs> and I said, yeah, of course. John, come on, dude. All right. No, uh, it's good. I liked it. Your forward? Or my the forward. Book? Okay. The book's good, too. Okay. Even I understood it. Yeah. That's what John's good at. He, like, dumbs it down. Speaking okay. of distilling. He, like, dumbs a bunch of shit down. Nice. Um, and he speaks very simply. <laughs> I need a lot of... Uh, but yeah, the forward, dude. Coming out soon. I'm really excited <laughs> for it. You'll be published soon. Yeah. You'll be a published author. I mean, I had to pay him 500 bucks, but I, th- I oh, think it's, it's I think worth it's, it. It's the next step right. in my career. Exactly. I get a yeah. resume item. Yeah, that's right. Okay, this email is from someone called Justin, not our Justin, but a Justin. Um, The death pool was another example of classic Moscow misling. The question was, do you smoke cigarettes or vape? And he answers, no. However, on on the last Sour Hour episode, he was discussing smoking tobacco pipes. So he answers truthfully while still sidestepping around the truth. (laughs) Justin. (laughs) Uh... He's not the only one who misled 
the the uh, questionnaire. No, Doc was the king of the Meisel. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know his true nature, his final form. Yes. And uh, he did not eat. Well, the last two weeks have been really healthy, so I'm going to answer really healthy. Based on the last two weeks. Right. That's the rest of my life. Because that's Doc. Uh, Doc's not with us today. <laughs> he wrote. He, uh, he sent me, to somebody else. He sent me a text message here. Let me see if I can read it. It was pretty funny. I thought it was. I thought it was a good interaction. I thought it was a solid interaction. He goes, uh, "Hey JP, I'm not going to do the show tonight. I had a small uh, procedure today." And I said, "Okay, thanks for letting me know. Hopefully, your transition goes well." <laughs> He said he's waiting for the pain to set in. So, poor Doc. Drink a beer for Doc. I'm sure he'll survive, and he'll be taller and more prettier than ever. Okay, the next one, I'm not sure I should uh, explain that he was having a medical procedure. Now I feel like I overshared. <laughs> oh, you you want those tickets, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, okay, this next one is from Mike. He says, Justin, congratulations on your award at NHC. I'm pretty sure they mean homebrew con. It was uh, truly well-deserved. Your podcasts have helped advance homebrewing in an immeasurable way. Uh, now that you've won a Lifetime Achievement Award, does this cement your place at the top of the death pool? Keep up the great work. Uh, that's true. Justin won the, what was it, Tasty? Oh, uh, uh, like was a, was Excellence in Committee in, Recognition Award? Recognition yeah, Award. they recognized yeah, him the, for uh, something or other. From the, uh, yeah, the AHA uh, Board. Yeah, and it was really cool, and so I was sitting next to him because we're doing the, the cameras and stuff. Well, when I say we're doing the he's doing the cameras, and I'm sitting there waiting to do something. And, uh, you know, the um, I think it, it wasn't Janice. I forget who it was. Some lady was like, uh, here are a bunch of things that describe this person, oh, yeah. which is kind of cool. And he's and then she's, like, talking that was clever and, you know, funny and caring. And I'm like, this person is not like, Justin. And then she said honest, and I go, like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody like that. I don't know anybody like that either. And then she said cult-like and uh, uh, oh, I mean, then I thought, oh. yeah, I actually knew, but uh, Did you know? beforehand, oh, yeah, oh. but uh, so that was interesting. But uh, then Jay apparently was like, yeah, when she said cult, like I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then it was him. So uh, that was pretty cool. And it was the first time it, he commented after the fact, like we broke down or we walking away and he goes, that's the, the biggest award I'm ever going to win. And I couldn't say a goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, he, was, uh, <laughs> he was at a loss for words. I was, I was surprised, but not too surprised. He yeah, was definitely moved. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's pretty. So. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Mike, for your congratulations. Yeah, I'll pass those yeah. on, I'm sure. Uh, Matthew writes in. He says, Dear Brewcasters, I want to thank you for the great programming. Although I'm cleaning and racking kegs at my local brewery when you guys are live, I've come to enjoy hearing the interviews that you guys have, the insight into that carbonated stuff with the alcohol, and the, cons- uh, the constant insults thrown at Beardy. I'm currently reading through How to Brew, and I've also asked some of the brewers who homebrew if they would let me shadow them. Uh, sounds uh, like a nice way of saying stalking. Uh, thank you for some great laughs, great talks, and great breweries. Yeah, dude, that's how you do it. That's how you learn. You shadow people. You let, uh, you, you, you let them let you work for free. Never let them out of your sight. Never do it. Tuck them in bed at night, bro. Yeah. Comb their beard. Uh, Okay, Joe writes in. He says, Dearest BN team, first and foremost, congratulations to Justin for the award recognition on Saturday NHC. It's a long time due for the great work done. I've been brewing for about eight years and listening for equally as long. During that time and living in New York City, I've always uh, always brewed small batches, one to three gallons, mainly since space is a great commodity here. So I never wanted to give up my precious homebrew for competition. But this year, I finally gave in and entered the NHC. My wit beer took first place in the first round and then third in the final round. Good job, Joe. He was like the only the only beginner. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all of the shows, I'm, I'm assuming he entered as the Brewing Network. That's that's probably my faux pas. Um, all of the shows on the network have helped in one way or another. So a big thanks to Jay-Z, Justin, Doc, Tasty, Jay, I guess even Beardy. Truly, thanks for everything, Joe McCann. P.S. I didn't forget about JP, but he can suck a dick. Hey, at least he didn't forget about you. That's true. Or is it like he's saying it more like a compliment, but oh, he can suck a dick. He sure can suck right. a dick. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Has he called you dick breath before? <laughs> he may have. <laughs> Who knows? Who can really say? After you get called dick breath for 400 times, you lose track. All the faces and dicks start to look the same. They just look the same, man. Uh, Ryan writes in. He says, JP, can you either read or post the oatmeal stout recipe that you let everyone in the session try when Dave Marley Overy was on the session <laughs> talking about spitting oatmeal into his friend? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I can. I'll probably, I'll just post it somewhere because I don't want to like look it up. But, uh, man, I got my fucking second round score sheets back. Uh-oh. Some Great. asshole gave that some beer a 28. What? That's not a 28. Mm, what yeah. Think. Right. Oh, my God, dude. You have no. Oh, Jesus. Here, let me, let me uh, get through no, this. No. I'm not going to go too well. No, well, I'm then not the gonna. judges got to be so close together. So the other guy wasn't that much higher. 32. Yeah. It was a 32. And, you can and, tell he was leaning the other way. Well, but in mouthfeel, he was complaining about uh, it being low-bodied and not roasty enough. And then in the flavor, he said it was too ro- it was not roasty enough and astringent. Well, I think we... And I don't understand how that happens. Yeah. But... And I think then we might have described it as not, not roasty enough. Yeah, and that's totally fine. And I totally own that. But um, that's what I was going for. And that's fine. But I tried yeah. it last night, and, like, everything's coming around, sure. which is nice. I think that recipe takes about a month well, for everything to kind of... Something to know about your beer for entering it next time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, the guy who gave me a 28 complained that he said the aroma didn't live up to the... F- the flavor didn't live up to the aroma. That was his comments in the hmm. overall impression. Okay. And I just wanted to fucking nut punch that asshole. Who writes that? What a dickhead thing to say. I don't remember uh, that being in the guideline that the flavor needs to live up to the aroma (laughs) in the oatmeal stout category. Was was Brian Cooper judging? Because I hope it was him. No, it wasn't. It was (laughs) some guy called Bill something or other. It just, I don't know, made me mad, yeah, give man. give a shout-out. <laughs> I didn't put his last name, so it's fine. But uh, another another good one was uh, the the nutty aroma uh, wasn't uh, strong enough. Nutty? And he gave me, he, no. mar- he, mar- he gave me like a lower score on aroma. It wasn't a nut beer, was it? Well, so if you read the aroma profile of the oatmeal oh, stout in the BGCP, it says a, a nutty, oatmeal nutty-like quality aroma is optional. That's all it says about it. Yeah. So for that thing to be optional, you mark me down for it. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. No. You're just. A, you're just. No. You're a terrible. And he's a national judge. No. Fuck you, dude. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Taylor. You're doing this very well. Yes. <laughs> I right. think so too. So you're going to compete next year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You. You don't look crazy at all. You'll beat those judges at three. Yeah. Eight. Right. Motherfucker. And three sweet stouts <laughs> swept the stout category in HC. Cool. Oh, that pissed me off. Now you know what to brew next year. Oh, damn it. Fuck. Whatever. Uh, Taylor with two R's writes in. He says, I don't have much to say, but you guys and gals are awesome, and your interviews have been killing it lately. Uh, I'm always surprised when I see a brewery that I've never heard of and think to myself, who the fuck are these nobodies? <laughs> then after the show, I'm thinking, damn, I need to try this beer. It's way too risky these days to pick up a random six-pack from someone you've never heard of and hope your 10 to $15 will be well spent on quality beer. First of all, never pay $15 for a six-pack, dude. That's too much. Keep on keeping on. Right? 15 bucks for a six-pack? That's too yeah, much, right? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah, do that. Especially yeah. a gamble. Yeah. No, there's no way, dude. I have a hard time paying $10 for a six-pack, but whatever. Uh, Brandon writes in. He says, hey, dill holes. 
which is a hole that you store your dill in, I guess, oh, for spices, okay. for fish, right. for like salmon and tartar okay. sauce and right. stuff like that. And for right. like pickling. And right? for pickling, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, good take, Biff. I just want to say that I'm glad to see that you're not going soft on breweries like Golden Road and Lagunitas just because they've been friends of the show. I don't think Golden Road's ever been a friend of the show. Well, Meg has been on a couple of times. That's true. Uh, but I consider Jeremy a, a much bigger friend of the show. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that the future of craft beer is in serious jeopardy, and people are really start taking what is happening seriously. People better really start taking it happening. You better take it happen seriously. I'm ready to happen to take it bitter seriously. Seriously. Take bitter seriously. Uh, it helps when people, uh, excuse me, it helps when, quote, respected people. I appreciate the quote. Uh, <laughs> such as yourselves, call these people out on their bullshit. Also, tell Tasty to get somewhere in the vicinity of the mic. It always sounds like he's in another room. Great show, guys. Cheers from Brandon Martin. What do you have to say to that, Tasty? Another room. <laughs> there you go. I'll be wrong. Did you say here? something? Oh, I'm back in. Okay. Yeah, back in. Here we yeah, go. You jump back in. Welcome back. Um, oh, man. Jeremiah says uh, it's not recommended to. This is about rice. Apparently, we were talking about rice on the last show about like work brewing with rice and how like well, someone was like you shouldn't wash it or you should wash it, but sometimes oh, rice holes. Yeah, rice yes. holes. We did mention that. Um, this guy, Jeremiah says, It's not recommended to rinse the general American market rice, Uncle Ben's, etc., due to a process of cleaning the rice, which removes the minerals and vitamins. Then there's a process to reapply minerals and vitamins, which would be rinsed off if you washed as you would a more natural, virgin product, such as you would normally come across with at an Asian market in 25-pound sacks, for example. Thank you, Rain Man. Okay. I'm not drinking my beer for the nutrients that are on the rice holes. I don't recall why I heard this, so I might be complete bullshit. <laughs> oh, what he said about the minerals and everything. The whole last two run-on sentences. <laughs> uh, I purchase in fat sacks and rinse with warm tap water until generally clear. There's a cool trick about cooking rice with a relative amount of water on top of the rice, which yields quality rice every time. For my rice cooker, it's about one centimeter, regardless of how much rice I load in there. Cool trick. <laughs> And I avoid measuring out water and rice for 15 years. I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> and then he links to an article about what he just said. The wrong show, <laughs> to Lifehacker, how to measure rice to water ratio using your finger. I think we have a winner to the uh, <laughs> California Craft Beer Summit. <laughs> Thanks for the endless hours of bullshit to listen to while working, which has perhaps improved my beer. Jeremiah the Rice King. <laughs> Perhaps. He doesn't know. Well, thank you for that information that could be true. Yeah, 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 we're going to have to yeah. right. check this. But will literally never be helpful to any of us. <laughs> no. Although, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, okay, and the last but not least, Michael, he writes with a lot of numbers, and I don't understand. Uh, last week's show was quite entertaining, if not disturbing. I hope we get an update rating with non-bullshit data from Doc, Jamil, etc. Okay, it's not last show, but... Um, the death pool. The boys yeah. are back in town. Was that tasty? Was that your yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah. My God! It sounded like he was taking like a fucking like a like a sawzall <laughs> to the nail or something. That's um, all right. I was looking at my odds of winning the upcoming homebrew for life contest with great fermentations, and then laughed, and then I cried at how abysmal the odds are. As of today, the probability of winning or he see give me winning or losing odds. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, hey, dude. Even if your odds are point oh 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 four percent. The odds are pretty good. There's still a chance. Of dying? No, of winning the Great Fermentations uh, thing, which I think oh. is over now. I wonder who won. 
should figure that out. Yeah, weren't they going to announce that at NHC? Uh, or HomebrewCon? HomebrewCon. But then I remembered and compared those odds uh, to the odds of Justin and Jason dying before everyone else at the BN, and it was somewhat speechless at how brutal those numbers felt. Yeah, me too, dude. I know we can all joke about it, but I just want to say thank you for all the blood, sweat, and tears you have all put in into making the BN what it is today. It has brought a lot of value and goodness into my life. I have learned so much and passed so much time listening to you all. I decided to finally become a private in the BN Army. Thank, well, thank you, you, dude. That's very nice right. of you. Appreciate that. Uh, cheers. I hope your deaths are swift and painless. And I hope you enjoy the precious time we all have, Michael. Well, it's nice that you got that in while you are still here. <laughs> I think to so, too. It. Yeah. It's very nice. Very, very lovely. Okay, I had some other stuff to talk about, but I think we're going to take a break, Warren. So that okay. means that we means should the do Twitter a Twitter game. game. Yeah, okay. And the Twitter game is brought to you by the iDip, the Smart Brew Water Testing Kit. Test smarter, brew better, the iDip. So I don't know if you know this, but the iDip can do over 40 different tests on your water or whatever you want to dip it in, I right. guess. Right, right. Um, they asked us, since we're giving one away, to come up with a new test, and they want to know what it should be. Oh, and God. so I'm passing the buck a new off test. to the, the Twitter, the Twitter, Twitter sphere. Okay. Yeah. So IDIP, the people at IDIP are asking us for a new to design a new test. What should it be? Yeah. <sighs> like Tasty. maybe whether or not to know. awake or not. How about that? <laughs> or w- well, will the answer is always no. Will this beer win? A medal in the second round of the NHC? Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking venereal disease, but sure, you could do that, too. <laughs> I think mine's more useful. <laughs> I don't know. If you're on, Reason like, Tinder or Grinder or Bumble or whatever, mm-hmm. if the iDip could test for venereal disease, you you would see more bars just stock that in the bathroom. You know, you can yeah. pay a quarter for, like, the condom or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's an iDip strip. Get your own iDip. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it'd be great. Here, lady, pee in this cup. Yeah, I gotta lady. go to the bathroom. Yeah, lady. Pee in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be good, yeah. man. But, uh, yes, very good game, Warren. I appreciate that. I'm excited to, to hand out this iDip that I trucked all the way back from HomebrewCon. Uh, it's the session, everyone. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Greg from Blue Jacket Brewing in D.C. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. 
Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com Brewers Publications All the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm drinking a beer that's like everything I hate about Session IPAs right now. I won't say who brewed it, but uh, it's like it's supposed to be a pale ale, and it's thin. 
and tastes like celery. It's very bad. Hmm. Um, just so you guys know, it is time to replace that old dog-eared copy of John Palmer's How to Brew. <laughs> Our friends at Brewer's Publication have just published the fourth edition of How to Brew, and it's essentially a totally new book. The fourth edition clocks in at 600 pages, and every chapter has been updated and expanded, and there are five totally new chapters. Whether you want simple, surefire instructions to make your first beer, or if you're a seasoned home brewer working with all-grain batches, this book has something for you. I'll, you bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> For, uh, from ingredients and methods to recipes and equipment for brewing beer at home, How to Brew is loaded with valuable information on brewing techniques and recipe formulation. Grab your copy at your preferred beer book vendor today or buy it from the Brewers Association store if you want to get the book and support craft breweries at the same time. More info is over at brewerspublications.com. That's my favorite book. Yeah, it. uh, apparently it's it, it's something called John Palmer Week this week. Oh, What's there's the a commercial d- floating around Facebook, and it's amazing. They yeah. filmed it at HomebrewCon. Oh, they did. I watched them filming some of it. Like they filmed a little bit of it at our booth. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What it's it? pretty great. It's there, pretty great. Are there special events happening around the nation for John Palmer Week? What? I don't know. I noticed John Palmer Week's only four days long. Which I feel mm. like is a ripoff to the guy, but well, you know, I, maybe he's not known for his stamina. <laughs> maybe not. He's he's shorter than yeah. everybody else. You did see how he took that digger at uh, at uh, <laughs> BNA, whatever the hell I it was. I still think about that. <laughs> I forgot all about it until just uh, right now, and I'm replaying that image of him just <laughs> boom. Maybe that's when his week went from seven to four days. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's like, look, guys, I appreciate it, but. <laughs> I'm getting older now. Anyway, we should have on the line Greg from Blue Jacket Brewing. Greg, are you with us? Doesn't sound like it. Greg. All right. No, no, Greg. That's disappointing. <laughs> ben, would you mind giving him a ring? And I will take care of this. Thank you very much. I appreciate you know, I want that. to give a shout-out today to uh, Jamil. It's his birthday. Happy That's birthday, right. Jamil. Happy oh, birthday, right. Jamil. Yeah. Happy birthday. When's, uh, when's it going to be Jamil Zanishev week? Yeah, he needs a week, doesn't he? Probably, think... He could probably do five to maybe seven days. <laughs> oh. We all need a week. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? I should get a week after this after this amazing uh, intro to the book, to John Paul, or to John oh, uh, yeah. Sitzmankowitz's his book. I, you probably should. Maybe we should read it before book. deciding if you get a week or no. not. No. Actually, I need you to buy it sight unseen. I need you to pre-order that motherfucker. Okay. Just to read you. Yeah. No, who okay. cares about what John says? I, I might. No. Look, I've okay. I'll tell you what. A big job. I'll tell you what. I'm going to bypass John entirely. I'm going to. I will I, look. If you come to me and you want to open a brewery, I've already read the book. I will tell you what you need to know, and it will be. You can. I'll charge you ten dollars an hour. Really? Yeah. You'll sum it up. Give me the cliff notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can. You. I should bypass. I, I am the middleman. That's all you need to okay. know. Well, we actually uh, just had an issue come up at the brewery. Okay. For trademark issues, um, we we haven't been open a year. And, okay. and someone else copied a name. Okay. So what, what you would want... you and you slash John have me do? I would I would potentially, uh, I would hack their Facebook page. Okay. And then I would start talking a bunch of shit about your brewery. You want Through to, their Facebook page. Right, because you want to set a legal precedent, right, okay. for, like, attacks. Sure. And then yep. I would burn your brewery down, and that way the cops will go, 
well, do you oh. have any enemies? And you'll be okay. like, these you motherfuckers know. over at like shoe tired shoelace brewing. Yeah. Um, that's why They've he wrote the forward. You're getting the idea, aren't you? Oh. He knows this shit. It's about the long game, dude. Should, should I take an insurance policy out first well, before yeah. burning the brewery? Oh, down? Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I would. I would wait six months if you're going to take an extended policy. I would wait okay. six months because you don't want to be like too. You know, the next right. the policy kicks in, then you don't want to burn the place down. That's too okay. Weird. Right. That's how you get caught, Warren. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, uh, just get the insurance money. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then chapter and then, five. Yeah, chapter five. Exactly right. That seems like something. How to burn your jo- place down without getting caught? <laughs> that seems like something John would say. Yeah, and by John since Megawitz. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should read the book. Just skip the forward. Number six, chapter Don't six. Don't skip the forward. No, you gotta- <laughs> How to embezzle your money from your partners, from your business partners? Hey, somebody's got to. <laughs> I think this would be amazing. You're I think the first one to do it, right? Yeah, I think this would be amazing. Uh, no luck, Bev. It's weird because he picked up, like someone like connected the phone, but I think it went to his voicemail. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Hey, we got a lot to talk right. about. We can. Well, talk you about guys a bunch can keep talking, and I'm going to keep trying. Okay, perfect. Well, let's do a little BN, uh, um, NHC slash HomebrewCon rundown, because we did a kind of a lot to talk about, which yeah. is one of the reasons I don't like taking a, a, a week off, because you kind of forget about all the yeah, weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, I thought this year's homebrew con, Tasty, check me if you agree. I thought the beers the the homebrewers made were they they were good, but they seemed much more creative. Like there were like weird ingredients mm. and and yeah, the, yeah, there were more fringe sort of beers. Yeah, which was and, cool. I'm and not I saying thought it's the a bad beers were thing, better but. than uh, normal. I mean, you know what I would expect for that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think, what is hanging off your thing? Is that oh, this a bad thing? Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. This whole studio's falling apart. This studio's in bad shape. Yeah, we went to this one booth, and I apologize. I forget the club name, uh, but they, they had like four Randalls, and they had like a beer going through oh, yeah. four different kind of Randalls, and one was like uh, Butterfingers. Yeah. And it tasted like a fucking butter. They packed that a Randall full of yeah. Butterfingers, yeah. dude. And I was like, what? Oh. And they're like, you got, you should try the beer. It's great. You should yeah. try this. Come on. I'm like, okay. And like, you know, that first sip of an experimental beer where you go, I don't know. Like, oh. I don't know. And it hits you're your You're bracing lips. yourself. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, okay, it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that bad. What style beer was it? They did a, a peanut butter stout, I, I believe, stout. base porter probably. Yeah, it, or peanut butter porter, peanut butter stout, and then they needed to get that fresh butterfinger flavor, so they crushed up to. a bunch of sure. butterfingers in a handle, right? yeah. yeah, and just run it through that, and it tasted just like a butterfinger. <laughs> so that's chocolate covered, right? So yeah, yeah. The cool beer probably wasn't breaking down the. Well, it might have been breaking down some of the chocolate. But it's the internal like nugget that is probably yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think you're getting that the 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 shit that gets caught in your teeth. So, I think that's the, the flavor. So why did the beer look in the glass? Was it like floaties? Was there peanut? No, there's no floaties because there's a filter. Filters, filters. Uh, I didn't really look at it. Also, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice any significant floaties. It was a little <laughs> hazy. Like it picked up some some particles, but nothing big. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What other Randalls did they have going? Do you remember? What I other? don't. I don't because that kind of shit freaks me out. <laughs> like stuff in Randalls. Like I go, how long has that been sitting there? You know, yeah. you got the gloves when you crush that up. Yeah. To, yeah. to club night kind of late. It's been three hours. What's happening? I don't know. Weird stuff. Yeah. I was excited. I found a English bitter on cask. Really? At club night. Was it good? Yeah. Jeez. I went back three or four times. Nice. It was kind of my... Uh, my palate cleanser. That was your spot. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I knew that. It was really good. I had. I went to the Pico Brew booth, and they had a chicken beer, which tasted like like uh, like roasted chicken, and oh, they had a waffle right. beer, which tasted like like syrup, 
and then you you, and you can ask them for both together, and then it tasted like chicken and waffles, which made me very excited and very uh, angry at the same time. Why were you angry? Because it's it's like. It's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters where you, you don't think it should work and then you do it and then it works, but you hate that it worked because it was a gamble. Hmm. It was like that. You don't want to like it, but I you do. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say I liked it. I think that they accomplished what they were trying to do. <laughs> okay. Which, you know, and that was like a thing, right? And yeah. so their thing is always like um, like a short order cooks, right? Yeah. So they write the thing down, they scream at the thing and whatever, right? And it's cute and clever and whatever. Um, and that was kind of what it is. So you ask for a blend. They go, Blend! And they hand your glass down to the short okay. cooks, and they blend it together, and they hand it back to you. Was that where they were pulling the beers out of pig teats? <laughs> no. Different booth. Different booth. Those are guys from Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Uh, how do they do the chicken beer? They stick a chicken in the... In the I didn't the... ask. I, I, I feel like I should call Annie and just ask her right now. Well, let's see. Uh, I have yeah. a feeling there's no chicken involved. No, it's probably like me so... Uh, we don't have anybody else on the phone. You didn't? You weren't able to get him? I'm working on it. Oh, Annie. My phone's ringing. This okay. could be promising. All right. Um, like the, the powdered chicken broth might be something you would start with, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, like bouillon or bouillon, something? Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, that would probably be a start. Then, like, more of like a, at least some salt character, I would think. Like maybe a gozen mm-hmm. kind of thing or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like Annie's done chicken beers before. I think there yes. was an NHC in San Diego where she handed me one. I think it was that the, they was do this, they did the same kind of thing. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it might be their might be their their thing, man. Oh, okay, to brew those Johns up. Yeah, throw your chicken in in some beer. But that was cool. I thought Club Night was really cool. Um, Chip Walton from Chop and Brew, his buddy uh, Abstract Artemis played some rock oh, yeah. and roll. And I, man, I I, I was. Was it with you? Yeah. I was I was walking when they with? started. Yeah, when they started, I look. I lean over to Warren. I was like, "This is not going to work, dude." Because this dude's like straight <laughs> rock and roll, dude. Oh like, yeah, southern rock, tight pants, boots, yeah. long hair, whatever, screaming into the microphone, denim jacket, and like thirty. Vest. Yeah, the thirty seconds after they start playing, like crowd kind of goes near the stage, and it was like it was perfect. It maybe it was a little loud because I'm, yeah. I'm going to be forty soon. Yeah. But it was uh, it was perfect. Um, it was perfect for the event. I thought yeah. it was great. The yeah. album cover, before I even heard them play, I almost bought it just based on the album artwork yeah. that they had. It <laughs> was, was it? It, it was just, a, it was so bizarre. It was a guy sitting in a room full of random shit, and yeah. he just had a just blank thousand mile stare <laughs> yeah. with, with the lead singer with his long, long southern greasy hair and, and beard. <laughs> it was a skullet. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> I just wanted it for that. I, I thought I thought he was good, man. He was he was jumping around and doing a bunch of shit. And I thought for sure, for sure, I would have bet I would have bet money that people would have like walked away and there would have been nobody around. But <laughs> apparently, he like stage dove, or there were people like oh, wow. holding him up or something. Oh, like they people were into it. Oh yeah, which was really cool. So he was, had some good moves. He some did. high kicks and, and did no no. He's power been stances. on the stage before. He can tell. He oh yeah. Yes, Beverly. Good show. Jake Keeler, I was couldn't remember his name. Handsome like Jake Keeler, singing along with him, like he knew them. Yeah. Well, so did Chip. Yeah, they're all from the same. Yeah, they're all from the same area. Weird. Yeah. There was also this lady who was like weird, sixty, like weird. dancing. It was amazing. She's getting down. Yeah, don't make fun of old people. Yeah. Sorry, Tasty. You weren't dancing. Right. Well, he's too old. I was drinking. Yeah. Why? Right. This reminds me of the time I saw Y and T at the <laughs> county fair. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, HomebrewCon, I had a good time. It was good. It was a great yeah. time. Yeah. And it's it, a nice venue, too, I thought. It was, mm-hmm. A lot of space. It was, it was a, yeah. dude, 
Yeah, it was really cool. And then so we're setting up for the award ceremony, and uh, you know it's in. So you go in the in the conference hall, and and every, uh, the expo floor is over here on one side, and then you know it's probably a five minute walk to the amphitheaters, maybe a two minute walk yeah. there. And they had well, I think three amphitheaters, a smaller ones, and the main one. But the smaller ones, they rotate, they spin, they they rotate out to make the 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 larger one even larger. Whoa! So for the award ceremony, like if if you if you looked back, the the kind of tiers the, yeah. when the um, the seats are going up, right? That spun around. That was a, a, an acoustic wall. And really? It, yeah. So that was one of the the uh, the amphitheaters that the conference was in. So oh, wow. you transformers. Yeah, huh. it's kind of modular, man. It took like. Wow. A huh. minute for that thing to just entirely spin around. It was going really slowly. Sure. Um, was anybody writing it? No. Oh. No, but I really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really neat, man. Yeah. And there were no tornadoes. They kept their weather down to a minimum. I was nervous about it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Because you know, every day every, when you wake up, and we were look, I was looking out the window, it was like just cloudier and cloudier. And like, yeah. oh, man, it's going to be so bumpy leaving. And it was. It was yeah. bumpy. Yeah, but uh, the Sunday before, because I went out early, there was a really serious thunderstorm with like dime-sized raindrops, just like smacking you in the head. Really? Yeah, I I, I walked in for about hundred feet in it. Yeah, it looked like I just jumped in a lake. Wow, it was just like I was soaked. It was <laughs> it was a crazy, crazy storm. That's nuts, man. Yeah, so I was I was hoping that. You might get some of that when you were there, but it, it toned down a lot. Yeah, we got a little rain, <laughs> but not much. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised at how warm it was, to be honest with you. It yeah. was like, you know, mid-70s at like 1 in the morning, yeah, yeah. 3 in the cool morning. Off. Yeah, yeah. Cool off and like no, thing. I brought like a like two jacket. Not a jacket, mm-hmm. like, like a zippy and like a polo, like a light hoodie, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm from California and at past 9 o'clock, cool. no matter right. what, right, it's kind of generally colder. But yeah. Didn't have to wear. It was yeah, and the humidity wasn't crazy. No, it was nice. really good, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, terrible. I'll tell you, it was good to get out and and explore the city, which yeah. we never really get to do as part of the BN because we're always on the booth. Uh oh, hang on, Bev just I just saw her mouth. Oh shit! For me? No. No. Oh. All right, cool. <laughs> just going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, just, just walking around. Um, so that was really cool. So we got to go to some other places uh, around around the city and like. Yeah. Did you get you out know, to Surly's bar? No, we didn't go to Surly. Oh, At least there. I didn't go to Surly. Nice. Um, we went to a place called uh, what was the had the Ferris wheel? Oh uh, no, no, Betty Dangers. Betty Dangers. Betty Dangers. Yeah, it was like a like a nine hole mini golf or yeah. not even nine hole, probably like three hole mini golf and uh, crazy. And they had like a, a, a smaller version of a Ferris wheel. Yeah, even probably smaller than like a county fair. It was kind of tiny. Yeah, I'd say like fifty feet tops. Yeah, at the top, it was kind of cool. I thought yeah. I thought that you could ride it for free with your meal. That's but, why we went. Yeah, but yeah. apparently it was six dollars, and uh, I think only three people. That's the right number. Yeah. I've uh, seen I rooftops think, yeah. before, so I right. I was I like, didn't okay, need to do yeah, that. I saw all this shit flying in. I don't need to pay six <laughs> bucks to see it again very slowly. Yes, um, but we did that, and then we went down to uh, uh, this tiki bar called Psycho Susie's Motor Lounge. Motor Lounge. There's a motor. Lounge. Oh, I missed yeah. that part. Um, which was really cool. It was. It was. It was rad. They have a giant patio, and their drinks are. Pretty good. Right on the old Mississippi. Right on the old, the mighty Mississippi. Yeah. I have to tell Blobber all the time. It's not, it's not, it's, it's the mighty Mississippi. You can't say anything else. You have to say the word mighty. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. 
Um, I was really blown away by the place, and uh, a few of us stayed afterwards to eat. Yeah. Lauren and you yeah. and me and Blobber and Sam. Right. And uh, we got some more drinks and the cheese curds. Now, mm. we've heard a lot, especially from Sully, about cheese curds in the Midwest and how they're the best. And you got to get the squeaky kind, I guess. Have you ever heard this taste? Never heard these terms. These I don't know about really? squeaky. It's like when you eat them, they squeak. Yeah, I don't know either. Please. To me, it's the batter that they fry the goddamn it's, things in. Yeah, it's unique. That's what it is. And mm-hmm. apparently on the menu, the Psycho Susie's uh, cheese curds are blue ribbon winning at the, yeah, at the, at the state, state fair. fair. Yeah. Which we've heard you go on and on about that. That's like yeah. where you go for for breaded fried yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you want anything fried, f- liquid nitrogen frozen, whatever you need. Whatever <laughs> yeah. you need. They got it. They have it there. Oh, man. It's just cheese curds. I went back for seconds and thirds at the State Fair. And I think really? I even had them twice at Psycho Susie's. Oh my God. Dude, they were amazing. They yeah. were really, really good. Yeah. And I, I have a weird anxiety, but I have a high cholesterol. So yeah. it's like... It's like a, Double. Based in science is my anxiety, I suppose. Sure. But uh, I was like, I'm eating. I was like, I'm eating all these, dude, and I'm going <laughs> to die right now. I'm going to die. I'm going to walk back to the... <laughs> and you're almost okay with it. I was almost fine with it. But it's it's interesting going to a place where like you really like, and then you, we went back again and with like a larger group, and yeah. we had like the worst service imaginable, oh. and it was just the weirdest. Like The drinks weren't very good, and it yeah. was kind of not the same. So I think if you're going to travel, go to a place once, and then just say you really liked it, and never go back. If it was great, yeah, don't don't yeah, try it again. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think Bev or Kate, the great, maybe or someone like looked up a review. Maybe it's even you. Who knows? You I all look know. the same. Yes. Um, that was like uh, they have uh, okay food and the drinks aren't great or something like that. Oh, really? The atmosphere is cool, and I'm like. Yeah, I, I would say that. The food was actually pretty good. The drinks yeah. were just okay as far as tiki drinks go. They didn't blow me away. They were kind of muddled. The flavors were kind of muddled. Um, I had the same drink twice, and then I tried someone else's who had the same drink that I would got. Right. All th- candies, actually. All yes. Different. All three were different. They were the same fucking drink. Right. All three of them were, were different. Like, candies was, was very strawberry. Mine was very pineapple. Right. And the third one was, like, booze. And I'm like, what is this, dude? Yeah. But the oh, patio on be. the river is a nice place to sit and have a drink. It was really cool. You guys were on the patio? Yeah. Yeah, we were on the patio time. the first time. Yeah. yeah, it was cool, man. And you can see the sunset yeah. over the mighty Sweet. Mississippi. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Raging away. Yeah. Did you get out anywhere, Tasty? Yeah, I went out to Surly's. Uh, went to uh, a couple other places. Let's see. Went to Surly's twice, actually. Okay. You and then I went down to the club course, the place up the street, the Brit. The Brit yes. was like... We were there a couple of nights, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. The Brit was kind of the place, man. Mm-hmm. Which apparently that place it has three stories. I was on two of them. Yeah. And like I didn't a, find a third. There's like there's a top. A third. So, uh, yeah, at the patio, Blobber and I went there for dinner one night, and it was yeah. like, you kind of, once you go out of the patio, the lawn they have lawn bowling, right? Right. Uh, yeah. To the left, there's kind of a, like a swooping staircase that goes up, like a wrought iron staircase. Wow. And there's like a patio up there. Watch the butchie ball. Huh. It was cool, man. They, yeah. they never told us about the, the top top patio. So here's the thing about Minnesota. I've noticed that the service in Minnesota is kind of bad, but in, in bad from a standpoint of like a Californian, right? Where like you got to be on top of your jeans if you want a tip. But uh, yeah. but in Minnesota, it's kind of just like we're gonna just forget about you, and, and you know if you want a drink, you can flag me down, and uh, if you want your check, good luck because I'm not gonna bring it out to you. Well, it's a, a low pressure situation. They're not gonna push push their product on you apparently yeah but i kind of want a little bit of that because i don't want to flag you down for every single thing i just come back and check or then if if you go if you ask me if i want the check and i say yes don't take 20 minutes 
Yeah. Like, why is it taking so... Like, that was the longest part of, of our uh, 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 meal time. Well, but they also were breaking it down. They were splitting checks every single time, which yes. is nice. Which I thought... But it was, would add to the time. Right. Yes. And that was, uh, that was something else I noticed. Like, in California, especially in the Bay Area, if you ask to split a check, sometimes for certain party sizes, you can't. Like, over six people, oh, right. you not only get an 18% gratuity automatically tacked on, but there's no splitting checks. Yeah. Which is bullshit. But here we had like 10 people. Oh, you want me to split that out for you? Yeah, dude, that'd be great. Thanks, man. Yeah. I just thought it was, I thought that was very nice. Yeah. Sometimes it was even just assumed they brought them all separate. Oh, really? Yeah. It's even better. Right. So I did like that. So it takes a little longer, but they're more, they're more uh, convenient for everybody when you're traveling in large groups. I agree. Uh, What I really like, though, is all the loggers. So good. We oh. walked, our first night there. We walked into a bar that had something called Lager Fest tasting. Good timing. And it was like fifteen loggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, and you would never see this in the Bay Area or even on no, the West Coast. Right. Maybe like in Portland at like some weird funky tap room, but yeah. you would never see this. And it made me very happy. Yeah, it was a great first night. <laughs> it really was. It Welcome was, to Minnesota. Yeah, man. And even in the in the airport, I was drinking a hell uh, a hellas. Um, and I was like, I'm kind of almost over it, but I need to keep driving it into my face because I'm never going to get this again. Um, <laughs> Savor it. Yeah. But as a result of that trip on July 17th, we have Jace from August Shell coming on. Oh, I'm so excited. And I didn't know that he's like he, he his family owns it. Yeah. He's like sixth generation. Yeah. I had no idea. They bought it in 1911 because I emailed him. I was like, hey, so blah, blah. Here's the thing. Um by the way, do you happen to know any history on the place? Because it's the one of, if not the oldest operating brewery in the country or something like Second. that? Second. Yingling is the only one ahead of them. And he's like, well, yeah, I've, I grew up here and my family. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I felt like an idiot for not knowing, but <laughs> how am I supposed to know? Yeah. Um, he's a guy who knows. That's great. Yeah. But we're going to try to get him Next hooked time. up with like some distributors to like bring a, have a keg of Hellas on tap. Oh, man. Which I think would be amazing. Oh, uh, please. That would be right? amazing. I think it'd be so I'll, good, man. I'll just drive back there, pick it up, <laughs> and then bring it back. I would go with you. I think that'd be fun. Where did the... Yeah. Oh, here it is right there. It's a beautiful brewery, too. It's the original brewery. They have an, uh, the old family mansion and flower gardens there, and you can see the river where they used to pull ice out for the lagering caves. Wow. Really? There's a lot of history there. It's, it's cool to see. I want to, um, I want to go back. I was talking to Juno uh, oh, yeah. from BSG, and he was like, yeah, dude, come back. We'll go to like, the, the malt plant or whatever. I was like, yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, that's a brand new malt, malt facility there, yeah. like a year or two old, maybe. I wonder if we, how, how can we get the BN to send us out there? Hmm. I'll get BSG to pay us to go. Well, Justin's yeah, not right. here to say no. So, Bev, you got a card, right? <laughs> <laughs> Justin might not be here, but I am. Oh. No. Wow. She would like saying no to us. Daddy's not here, but Mommy is. <laughs> I miss Daddy. Shut up and call the guest. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but anyway, I liked NHC. I thought it was a good time. Yeah, for Great sure. Great time. Loved it. It was good to be back in Minnesota. It really was, man. More importantly, I got to go out and <laughs> experience things. Right. I was really excited. Oh, we went to a distillery, yes. too. Yes. You're Tattersall wearing it. Distillery. I, I was know. hoping you were going to wear this shirt. I was hoping you were going to wear it because we got the <laughs> we same color shirt. We should have coordinated. Anyway, I should have Greg on. Greg, are you here, bud? Yes, I am. All right. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing, brother? Perfect. Perfect. Sorry for the miscommunication there. but uh, It was my fault. We're on. Uh, we're on. That was the implication. The miscommunication is <laughs> is code for Bev screwed up. Bevo bad. Bevo, Bevo bad. Another Bevo bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, thanks for joining us, Greg. I appreciate it, man. 
My pleasure. Yeah. So you are with Blue Jacket Brewing, and you're in D.C. Um, are you the head brewer there? Well, no, I'm actually the beer director for uh, the neighborhood restaurant group. Um, and, you know, we're, we're known for places like Church Key, uh, Perch uh-huh. and Barley, The Sovereign. Uh, but Blue Jacket, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really heavily involved with as well. And I work hand-in-hand with our brewmaster. His name is Ro Gunzel. Okay. Um, and, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. That sounds great, man. That sounds awesome. Uh, so I did see your bio. Um, and uh, how did you get into uh, beer as a as a young guy? I know that your dad was into craft beer early on, which is cool. Um, but uh-huh. how, did, how did you start getting a taste for it? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy story. I mean, I, I was, you know, I was drinking craft beer, um, and uh, but, you know, not really interested in it beyond the uh, intoxicating properties for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but then I, I moved into, uh, I moved down to D.C. Um, geez, 15 years ago now. I was supposed to be an English professor, believe it or not, and I was studying at Georgetown. But uh, I got kind of lured away by a place called the Brick Skeller. I don't know if you all know what that place was, but it was the original beer bar in the U.S. It opened in 1957 um, and, uh, you know, at one time had the most commercially available beers in the world. Wow. Uh, an amazing place. So I, um, I'd never waited tables before back in 2002. Uh, 2004, excuse me. I started waiting tables there and just fell in love with it. And before I knew it, I was withdrawing from from graduate school diving headlong into craft beer and uh, away we went now i did see that you uh went to school in europe you went to school in germany for a bit and i think it was uh-huh. ireland what were you studying over there uh well yeah in, in ireland at trinity college in dublin i was studying uh english literature oh. uh and then i was doing german uh language and literature in in uh in munich but Jeez. you know it was, it was really cool i was like i was i was exposed to a lot of players at the time that um you know i i, I it was amazing i mean the introduction to you know bavarian wheat beer and, and and unfiltered uh lagers keller beers and things like that back when i was when i was young was a laid a great base and then by the time i got to dc and started pushing for all this stuff i I had a lot of things to kind of recall, which is cool. Yeah, and so when you came back and you're used to, like you said, discovering all these flavors, um, was it kind of a wasteland when you when you showed back up and you're you're not like for me when when I came back from Minnesota, even which is not that far away, uh, there's not a whole lot of Hellas beer around here, and I, I feel there's a very lack right. of that flavor. Was that something that uh, you were kind of searching for? Out here? Yeah, well, yeah, I was. You know, it's, it's great. I mean, so I went to Middlebury College up in Vermont. So even before I studied overseas, I was having, I was kind of spoiled with craft beer back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, we had Otter Creek, uh, Long Trail. Uh, I was going up to Burlington and drinking at the Vermont Pub and Brewery, Greg Noonan's place. Uh, so, you know, I was kind of spoiled in Vermont. And then when I got to D.C., we didn't really, we didn't have much local brewing going on. But like I said, this place, the Brick Skeller, was ground zero for craft beer. I mean, this is the first, this is the place that brought Cantillon, Schlenkerla, Rochefort into the U.S. for the first time. Wow! It's where I met Michael. It's where I met Michael Jackson. I mean, this is where Michael Jackson used to do all of his tastings. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I was I was spoiled. And like I said, they had over two thousand commercially available beers in two thousand four. So it was this kind of uh, you know bright light among uh, a kind of dearth of 
of craft beer. So it was amazing. That's cool, man. And, you know, so we talk about, uh, you know, sometimes, well, especially with like August Shell, for example, uh, walking into a place like that um, and feeling the history uh, just in the walls or even like taking the Anchor Steam tour out here, right? I get that sense. Was that something that was, you know, when you kind of walked into uh, to that pub and you're like, wow, I could, you know, feel the beer vibes or whatever here? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And yeah. yeah, so it's the Brick Keller. Fortunately, yeah. uh, it changed hands recently. But, you know, uh, this was a place where um, the first kind of sit-down beer tasting was held. I think it was like in 1983 or so uh, in the United States. Wow. So it, it just reeked of history. Um, you know, I mean, this is where Michael Jackson did his annual tastings. It was uh, just an incredible incredible thing and you know i took i learned a ton there and when i struck out on my own uh with the neighborhood restaurant group and we built church key and virgin barley in dc uh you know it was indebted a lot to what we learned at the brick Keller, but then we were also trying to to take it to the next level so you know beyond selection at church key and at virgin barley you know we were the first ones to introduce um temperature controls on draft beer a number of places do that today but back in 2009 that was something that was kind of unheard of so you know it's been we've been really able to to, to make a lot of cool things and, and, and innovate a lot in dc geez well thank you <laughs> for, for one man and it's funny because it, it, it's still hard sometimes to find that um but uh yeah definitely the beer scene would not be in the same place it is without refrigeration and without people actually trying to take care of the beer that they're that they're selling and, and passing on to consumers. Um, I also read that you're a sommelier. Well, yeah, I mean, loosely, I have I don't have like a master sommelier or anything like that. But I mean, you know, what I think is uh, what, what really kind of came out of it is back in 2004 and 2006, when I said I was working at the Bridge One thing that I noticed back then was that there were places that were purveying craft beer. Um, but I really felt like the service level wasn't quite there yet. Um, and, and then additionally, the, uh, the, the kind of the idea of, of pairing beer and food together, obviously Garrett Oliver is a, a close friend of mine and a, and a hero of mine. So I, I, t- I took a lot of, of, of direction from him when it came to beer and food pairing. But that was the idea was to kind of um, strike out and afford beer the same kind of respect, attention, and care that sommeliers have been uh, affording to wine for so many years. And uh, so, yeah, so I kind of, you know, was one of the first ones to kind of, you know, mold the, the sommelier role from being exclusively with wine mm-hmm. towards, uh, towards beer. Do you think that, that we're, how do I phrase this? Do you think that we're there? Or do you think that beer no. needs to be on the same level as wine? Do you think it has, has diverged a little bit in forging yeah. its own path? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a fascinating subject that we could talk honestly for hours about because um, you know I was you know when I first got started the idea was there was some great craft beer out there but it certainly wasn't uh, near near anything we have today and it, and it certainly wasn't ubiquitous but there was some great beer out there and I felt like you know these brewers have been giving all this uh, time effort pouring their hearts their souls and passion into the beer. Uh, but I felt like, you know, the, on the service side, it wasn't really being repaid. You know, so often you see these beautiful beers being poured on on uh, less than ideal uh, draft lines or not not, uh, not, not not introduced 
uh, with the storylines of the beer. People were building experiences and narratives around the beers. They weren't pairing it with food. Um, so I really made that kind of my, my career goal was to kind of bring that attention to the beer. And I think we've done a great job of that. Yeah. But to your point, I think along the way, um, what we definitely see now is that there's a little bit, there's been a divergence. And I, I, I worry that, um, you know, oftentimes today people are kind of fetishizing um, you know, the rare and the obscure, mm-hmm. and frankly are far less concerned with how it's treated and far more concerned about collecting it and, 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 and taking it, trading it, lining up for it, uh, to the point where if a beer is rare, people will, will chase it down, even if it's being poured uh, on, on unclean lines or even if it's being <laughs> uh, dispensed without any kind of service mentality behind it. So I think, I think you know, kind of we have to kind of regroup now and try to, to, try to bring that service element back to the beer um, because it, it certainly seems like it's, it's kind of an afterthought. I think the same could be said for food pairing. That hasn't really been, uh, you know, it was going strong for a long time, but it, it, it really has kind of slowed down. You know, the Brewers Association keeps pushing. We hold Sabre in D.C. every year, but, yeah. um, you know, a lot of new places with, with great beers are, are just not attending to the, the kind of the ancillary things that I think um, account for the experience around um, beer rather than just the, the ticking it off and, and, and moving on to the next one. You know, you said fetishizing, which I think is a great descriptor for it, uh, you know, it, because it's we're, we're relying on the Internet now to tell us what is good and what isn't good. I mean, by, by I don't know, definition, I suppose, by loose definition, most craft beer is rare. You know what I mean? You can't. You, right. It's hard for for a lot of breweries who are trying to supply their regional market and not worried about uh, countrywide uh, national distribution, right, or even statewide distribution. It's hard to go get that beer if you live in D.C. and you want to come out here for um, some Moonraker or whatever, right? For some small or some rare barrel, or whatever, right? right. That's hard. It's hard to get. So, uh, you know, I think what what is rare? Well, rare is some guy on the internet decides to post how amazing this oatmeal stout is and um and then everyone should drink it and then someone rates it a, a five out of five or whatever you see where i'm yeah. going with that right where yeah, yeah it's we're kind of we're 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 eating our own young i guess as as far as i go yeah. we want to have beer rating sites well, to help I, us yeah. out but then we're relying on those sites to tell us what to drink now and it's very much a role reversal right and I, the only thing i'd say about that is i think that you know I, it's interesting uh like when i got started 15 years ago there, these things didn't exist, right? I mean, beer advocate and beer weren't there. I mean, Yelp yeah. wasn't there either. Which, from a you know, we're, we're restaurant tours, so that's a whole that's a whole other thing. But it's related. I think that beer ratings are are informative. I think they have their place. But to your point, yeah, I mean, what I'm finding now, which I think is very interesting and kind of distressing, is this whole idea of like of of hype. And you know, for every person out there that doesn't want to believe the hype, I find you know, a hundred that do. It's kind of like, you know, if you wait in line four hours for a beer, by the time you get it, you're pretty invested in loving it. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially if you'd read online that, you you know, it's supposed to be really great. And, and we're seeing that now. I mean, uh, I love, first of all, let me just say this. I love sweet stouts. I love hazy, juicy IPAs. So I'm not, I'm not a hater on that or anything like that. That's I mean, too I think bad. These beers are phenomenal. But, and, and I really don't have a, uh, a lot of problems with, with Hayes and some of the other things. So I'm not a classicist by any means. Uh, but that said, I've seen, I've seen so many apologists for, um, you know, these kind of, uh, these cult breweries who will produce 
um, beer, oftentimes in cans that are, you know, exploding sometimes or like are, are really like, you know, flocculent. And uh, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, by the time you get it and you've, and you've invested all these things in it, you want to love it. And I think that that's, that's there's, there's, there's objectivity is completely out, out the window at that point. And uh, it's, it's just a, a very bizarre kind of thing to watch. It's easier um, to say that you like a beer than to admit that you just wasted four hours of your life. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, very yeah, true, man. Or just like, I mean, I never thought I would see so many people, um, you know, be, you know, they'll have some of these rare cold breweries. And believe me, I love a lot of the beer that comes out of them. But, like, they'll go and they'll get some great beers for a long time. And then a couple, you know, ones will be really big mishaps. And they're totally cool with that. They're like, you know, it's fine. It happens. It's part of the game. And. And, and I think in some ways I like that because I feel that most people are mm. not very forgiving when it comes to beer and mm. service and stuff like that. But right. uh, at the same time, I don't know. It just it just seems like uh, everything's becoming on more. There's no real uh, I don't know, rules anymore. And uh, it just seems like it's the ultimate in subjectivity going on these days. Yeah, and and I understand that. And But I, I've heard some bartenders, you know, tell stories about – having consumers ask for the haziest cloudiest beer that they have on tap as if that is somehow a benchmark for quality and right. that, and that's what yeah. bothers me about it it's it's you know the bastardization of the style and and you know getting rid of all that kind of stuff i can get over that that's my old man my grumpy old man kind of you know coming out and then and then realizing it's it's a fad it, it's fine but it remi- very much reminds me of like the ibu wars of the early 2000s where my beer has 90 ibus well my beer is 95 well my beer is 100 and then you go to festivals and you talk to brewers and they go like all i get asked is which beer has the most ibus Totally. Yeah, and and, 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 yeah, and and I think that has kind of like changed the game, and in my opinion, that's that's one of the reasons we have all these IPAs now on the market, especially out here. It's that everyone yeah. everyone thinks that IBUs equal good, and uh, now right. it's a hazy beer equals good, and the hazier, the murkier, the more like orange juice, the better, and that's not the and that's not the case. And I'd be fine with that style if people would just admit that there's a lot of these beers that are awful. And but some that people really like, you know, and and so I guess it's like what you're saying, you know, you have to. I think as as beer drinkers, uh, supporters of a community, we do have to be honest with each other and artists honest with ourselves. Like that beer isn't very good, and that's it. You know, we don't have yeah. to burn it down or whatever. But uh, anyway, sorry, I'm uh, I'm I'm rambling on. No, I, yeah, and I agree with all of that. And I mean, I can tell you stories from 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 Blue Jack, and I mean, we do not intentionally. Um, well, we don't intentionally, you know, add haze to the beer. So we're not yeah. throwing wheat starch in. We're not hitting it up, you know, with, with apple puree to get pectin in there to give it more haze. We don't do any of that. But we serve our hoppy beers extremely fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a lot of protein-laden grains. And, you know, we, we have some lower flocculating yeast. So oftentimes when we tap, like, a fresh batch of uh, Lost Weekend or our, our Citra IPA or Turning Road, which is our Mosaic IPA, the first few, you know, the first few hours is like mega haze. But as the, mm-hmm. the days, the hours in the day go on, it naturally settles in Bright Tank or in Keg. Um, and, you know, I've had guests 
literally in the beer hours between you know when we tap it and when we're serving it and stuff it will be getting less and less hazy and the beer just tastes exactly the same <laughs> um and and and, and guests are, are literally uh you know i can tell they would much rather have that beer if it was hazier than when it's more clarified and does that drive and, you up the wall it would drive me nuts i'd put my head through the window the nearest window i could find as like yeah. as, you know, as somebody who like, who like stands for quality and as trained in, in, in quality and producing a quality experience for someone, um, that would bug me because it's then it's it's no longer about the aesthetic. It's or it's no longer about the flavor. It's about the aesthetic of the thing. And I don't know. I just right. that, that would bother me. It's they want to be it's, seen yeah. with the yeast sample, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's not, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, the thing because you too, like with um, a lot of these heavily lactose, uh, um, you know, sweet stouts and and beers that are really, really um, heavily fruited, typically through purees. The head retention um, and you know, and lacto beers and stuff. The head retention is completely gone on these beers. And I even started to see like a lot of them, like beauty shots of beers and glasses. Uh, they're not even pretending to have head anymore. I mean, they're poured literally all the way to the brim, um, looking as if they're like flat ears. And I, I, I'm thinking that this is going to be the next um, possible, like you just mentioned, the next kind of like aesthetic um, thing is that people are going to be looking for, you know, really kind of like flattish um, fruited sours and sweet stouts that are filled all the way to the top with little to no head as wow. an indicator of the kind of flavors we're looking for. Wow. Uh, well, hey, let's get into the brew real fast. Tell me about Blue Jacket. When, uh, when did you guys open? Uh, let's see. We opened back in October of 2013. Okay. Um, so we are almost four years old. Uh, we are in the Navy Yard neighborhood of Washington, D.C., and really cool um, historic space. It's a, it's a big, huge 73,000-square-foot space. We only have 7,000 on the eastern end of it, but... Um, uh, it's an old Boilermaker factory for the Navy, um, and the exterior is still in, in shape, but there's a lot of, of, of height in there. It goes up about 60 feet in, in the air, so wow. we were able to get in there as the anchor um, business in this development and in the building, and uh, we were able to have, like, a blank slate and build this beautiful brewery. I mean, it's a glassed-in building, and we built the brewery on three levels, kind of like an old, um, an old English, like, Victorian uh, brewery where the, the the brew house itself, the hot side, is all the way up on the third level, like 50 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. And then we use gravity to bring the wort down to fermentation on level two. And then we have brights and kegging on, on the ground floor, uh, level one. Uh, so you, when you sit in the space and you look up, you can see the entire brewing system kind of wrapping around you, like hulking over you. Uh, 15-barrel system, um, 18 fermentation vessels um, just so we have 20 beers on draft at all times. We have five task scales uh, made in-house. We sell a dozen bottles to go. Uh, and, you know, in part it's because we are about three blocks from National Stadium, our baseball team down here. Uh, we, we really crank, and we do about 2,500 barrels a year on site right now, which is uh, wow. pretty awesome. That's cool. It's, yeah, I was looking at photos on the website, and uh, it's pretty massive, man. That's a huge space. I mean, at least it looks yeah, huge in the, cool. in, in the photos. Um, but, uh, yeah, the tanks are there, and the, the, the tri-level brewing system looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do sure. you have an elevator so, yeah, I mean, for the brewers? <laughs> I'm sorry? Do you have an elevator for the brewers? 
yeah, you know what? That that was an oversight on my part. And, uh, <laughs> so, but um, but you will be happy to know that uh, we we mill in on the ground floor, and we have a system of augers that shoots the grist up to the third floor, and then oh, a system of augers to bring the uh, the spent grain down. So nice. it isn't as horrible as it could be. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Taking grain down the steps. Yeah, yeah I know. I know brewers yeah. who who have a like a like a two level brewing platform. That's like ten feet off the ground. They don't even have augers, and they hate it. I can only imagine hauling grain <laughs> oh. up for three flights of stairs. Do you have a fireman pole so they could slide down easily? Yeah, that, that would be cool. Maybe that will be next. Yeah, maybe that would be next. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. We've been really we concentrate on on diversity of styles, and um, you know we do a lot of we have a cool ship, so we do some spontaneous stuff. We work with a lot of local fruit. A lot of barrel aging, both on the non-sour and sour sides. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun thing. You know, but you know, it's cool. Like, and you know, we make we make super juicy IPAs, we make fruited sours, and we make spice fruit stouts. But we also make traditional lagers, and we we brew traditional cask ale as well. So I mean, like, oh, I yeah. think right now, if you walked in there, you'd have uh, a classic English bitter, um, an Irish dry stout, a dark mild. And um, a brown porter, all on cask. Um, so, kind of trying to do get you the kind of the best of all worlds and something for every not just palate, but every kind of beer drinker. Whether you're more of a you know new wave drinker, an old curmudgeon, we have something <laughs> for everybody. Nice. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So, and speaking of that, we're, we're we were just talking about that. <laughs> we're just talking about me being an old curmudgeon. Um, we're drinking the Forbidden Planet, which is a dry hopped Kolsch. Um, I appreciate a, a good Kolsch, for sure. What can you tell me about this beer? This is one of the first beers we ever brewed, um, and it's become one of our um, three or four flagships. We make a lot of this. Um, the idea, basically, was to brew a 100% kind of classic Kolsch, um, and then rather than serving it as a uh, as just a standard, old-fashioned, clean, crisp, refreshing Kolsch, um, to dry hop it pretty intensely with galaxy hops. And okay. while that seems kind of like uh, obvious and, and, and probably almost banal today, uh, <laughs> four years ago, it was galaxy hops are kind of lesser known. So it's a cool thing. And really what we were trying to do here was to find a, a nice, um, clean, low-alcohol vehicle for aromatic hops. Uh, at only about 4.2%, this kind of satisfies your hop cravings without um, getting you uh, too too messed up. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an old world meets new world, and uh, it's a really tasty beer. We love it. Yeah, I think the Galaxy choice is pretty good. It's kind of if like, you can get it, it's hard, it's hard hop to get. Right. Is it hard to get? Yeah. I mean, it has that kind of me- like, like, a, like a light melon thing i don't know too much about mm-hmm. about my hops but like uh you know like a green melon yeah. i think that that goes really well with the with the uh the esters of the, the cold yeah, yeah totally. i like it that's a good beer man yeah it's not, hey, it's not over hopped or anything it's just it's just a little hoppier for a cold but it's yeah. not like over mm-hmm. it's great yeah. yeah right exactly it's not like a new england ipa cold <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah for sure uh, i'll tell you what greg let's take a break real fast if you can hang on um and then we'll come back and we'll try the other uh, three beers. Is that cool? Sounds great. All right, cool. Uh, hang on just a second here. Before we go, just a reminder, 
Great fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many, many items. Check them out, greatfermentations.com. They're also all over social media at gr 8 Fermentation. That's greatfermentations.com. All right, everyone, hang on real fast. We're going to take a good beer break, and then we're going to come back and finish our conversation with Greg from Blue Jacket Brewing in Washington, D.C. Hang on. It's the session. We'll be back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the brewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises blickman engineering has the answer the blickman brew easy all grain brewing system the brew easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design perfect for any size brewing location at its core the brew easy is built on two gorgeous blickman boilermaker brew kettles a high temperature march pump and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater the brew easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Easy. If you 
work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? That's right. It's What's good about it is that it sucks. And if you don't think that it sucks, then it's not good. And if it's not good, it doesn't suck. Or something like that. Anyway, just to let you guys know... If you've seen what the free Brew Guru app can do for you, it's built for home brewers and beer lovers. The Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and home brew supply shops. The American Home Brewers Association designed this powerful mobile app to help home brewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer that we all share. With Brew Guru, you can effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. Level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Home Brewers Association and Zymergy Magazine. And use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, home brew supply shops, and brew pubs wherever you are. Brew Guru will lead you to good beer. It's also free, which is the best part. Hey. You can go to the Play Store it, if you are an Android. And or, it makes you money. And it makes you money. I was traveling in the St. Louis area last week, and I yeah. had it on all the time. And it, you know, I got uh, like $100 worth of beer I might have paid for. I got like $15 off because I had the Nice. Very good. Uh, or you can go to the Apple Store, or you can go to homebrewassociation.org and learn all about the Brew Guru. Let's get back to Greg here. Greg, are you still there, bud? Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. Thanks for hanging on. So we are going to move on to your slingshot, which is your single hop lager. What's going on here? Uh, so this is um, a, a single hop lager. Like you said, the hop that we employ for this is Holly's Hop Blanc. So one of the newer, um, I guess not so new anymore, but, uh, you know, one of the more <laughs> modern yeah. Bavarian uh, Hollisau, uh German hop. Yes. Uh, beautiful hop. Perfect for this kind of a lager. Um, what we do with this, which I, I think is very cool, is, again, this is a very traditional pale lager at its root. So it gets anywhere from uh, a month to two months lagering time post-fermentation, um, classic cold lagering for a lager. And then um, we... Uh, transfer the, the the beer down uh, to the bright tanks where we have um, a huge amount of Hollytop Blanc hops uh, waiting in tank um, for the, the dry hopping. So it's a classic lager, lager traditionally for a month, two months, and then we kind of revive it at the last minute and give it a real uh, huge hit of, of hop aromatics 
that hopefully uh, you can see uh, from the glass. That's a great. This is so far my favorite beer out of the two beers we've we've tried. I I, I think that hop choice again plays well with the malt. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. even-handedly done. It's not like overdone. It's like appropriate amount. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's it doesn't a, hide the lager character in the beer. No, not really. And there's there's a, a firm bitterness to it, which which isn't out of the realm of normal for a lager. But I think that kind of hits the the uh, you know the modern day hop. Uh, you know, the modern-day beer drinker that's kind of looking for more hop-forward beers like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, for us, um, I um, when it comes to classic lagers and, and particularly, like, classic Belgian beers as well, I prefer um, drier versions that are more hop-forward, um, and that's not just aromatic, but that's, like, you know, uh, flavor and bitterness, too. Um, so I think of, like, the, the lagers, one of my favorite beers in the world is from a small Frank, smaller Franconian brewery called Marsroy. Uh, they make the Ungespundet, which is a beautiful Keller beer, unfiltered lager that's got some vibrant bitterness to it. Um, and so we're kind of looking for that here. We don't want it to be too malt forward or lack that kind of hop backbone. And uh, the same thing when we make our Belgian-style beers, you know, we're, we're inspired by the brewers like De La Seine and Duranca that uh, embrace the hop rather than uh, you know, looking for alcohol or sweetness to get away from us. Yeah, I agree. I like uh, the use of Hallertau Blanc because I, I think it's got really interesting hop and it's got some really nice flavors, but it's hard to make it play well with other hops. And so just kind of featuring yeah. that at the end of a long lagering uh, phase is a really nice touch. Is it really hard? What, Thank you. What's hard about it? Well, I mean, it, it's just got its own unique flavors. Okay. And... I've I've tried combining it with a couple different hops, and there are other hops that that work well when you're you're doing kind of a, a combination. And this just kind of I don't know it just it it never found its place because it's so unique. Yeah, just like the, okay. the, the unique grapey kind of combined with the the noble hop character. Right. It always it it just something felt like off. Huh. Or just like extra that it was unnecessary. Yeah. And so like for what you want, like the, the clean, finished, crisp, final product of a beer to be. Right. I never got it to be where it was a nice, strong focal point and not just some ancillary weird thing that was off to the side. Hmm. But it's nice in this when it's, it's front and center. Yeah, I and like and it. The only yeah. yeah. And it only happens. It gives it a nice, safe place to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's shift on to uh, your double IPA. Uh, yeah, so that's um, this is Full Fathom 5. Um, it is um, very aromatic, but again, it's, 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 I mean, it's not, I wouldn't call it a straight-up West Coast IPA, but it's certainly yeah. not East Coast Haynes. It's supposed to have uh, nice, it's nice and dry. It's got bitterness to it. It's supposed to bite back a little bit. Um, it's mostly citra with a little bit of galaxy um, and, uh, you know, classic British yeast for ester formation to kind of push some of the um, the fruitier notes from the hops and, and, and tame some of the earthy um, kind of uh, herbal green uh, notes from the hops. Um, but, uh, yeah. So th- this one is uh, it to me it, it would it would look like one of those like a New England style kind of IPA. But you said that you weren't trying to make it look like that, or what's 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 going on? Well, with it's this super one? fresh. Oh, I, no. well, I need I'm to know if I like it or not. It's unfiltered and it's <laughs> extremely well. It's extremely dry hopped. Okay. So there's going to be like haze to it. But um, what I mean to say is that it's not like we started hopping this 
um, you know, at the end of Whirlpool. There's there's Kettle Hops additions here. So while it's not, I wouldn't say it's like West Coast bitter. It definitely has some. You know, it's it's not just a juicy soft IPA. It's going to have some hop character on the palate and some bitterness. So yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of a hybrid style. Yeah, it doesn't taste like you just added a ton of calcium or uh, calcium carbonate to just round out the water to where it's just no bitterness no. at all. Yeah, there is still some there. There is still some there. Even Actually, with there's all kind the, of a lot there. Considering. Yeah. Yeah. For what yeah, for, right, if, exactly. you were, if you were putting it in the, the New England style, it's definitely on the bitter side. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, too, this sounds fresh. I mean, I think this we, we probably racked this bottle off for you guys. I mean, I know we, we sent them to you on Friday. This got bottled on Friday morning. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is, like, really fresh beer. I mean, you know, it's not... <laughs> That's why it's like that. Give it some time; it'll 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 definitely fade out a little bit. It won't be as easy, but yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it, it it's definitely kind of like riding both of those styles, right? Where it is mm-hmm. kind of soft and very well rounded, but then you have that bitterness at the end, and you're kind of it doesn't taste like a traditional double IPA in the sense that it's not overly sweet for me i'm not a, an no, ipa not, guy so yeah, like obviously it's a very dry beer yeah for me mm-hmm. double ipas can be overly sweet and like sure. really aggressive yeah. um and and this is kind of ni- not kind of this is this is neither it's uh it's it's very well mm-hmm. balanced between those two those two kind of soft water and then that bitterness coming through yeah thank you yeah you're welcome man i don't like saying that about double ipas but I did. So, what percent of the? You know what <laughs> and percent a cloudy of the, double IPA, right? You know what percent of the fermentals, fermentables, are sugar in this beer? Uh, I don't. Uh, it's, we definitely use a good amount of sugar in it. Sure, um, you should in a double IPA. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of wheat in there, and there's a lot of oats in there, uh, and that's also contributing to some of the haze that you're seeing. Oh, yeah, um, another little trick too, just to you know, you mentioned that it's not boozy. Um, higher final gravity helps with that. Um, we find that, you know, uh, some malt sweetness um, can kind of, uh, totally kind of kind of run parallel with alcohol sweetness, and you can't really tell which is which. So um, that's a, a, a kind of a trick to, to tame the, the boozy character of some of these uh, kind of hybrid styles. And you're saying doing that by having a higher finish gravity? Uh-huh. Okay. Picking up tips, Tasty? Getting a little pointers here and there, you know? With 18 fermenters, how many yeast strains do you guys have in-house at any one time? Um, let's see. We use two, three. It's probably like um, six, six different strains going. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're flipping beers quickly because, you know, like I said, we're we're selling twenty five hundred barrels on site, sure. so we're we're running through a lot of beer. Um, so you know we've got multiple IPA strains, we've got uh, multiple mixed fermentation strains, uh, multiple you know a lager strain, mm-hmm. a neutral strain, um, and then some um, and then a Belgian strain. Uh, and oh and yeah, that are going. The cool thing is that we've been able to you know like I was talking about our our real ales earlier. You know, yeah. we can use some of our IPA strains for the for those British classic British styles and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's a uh, use management is a crazy crazy thing, um, and definitely something that is one of the, the bigger challenges of operating a, a brew. This kind of this much variety um, uh, is really cool. But I should say the other reason why we have so many fermenters 
um, isn't just so we can brew lots of beers, but it's so that we never have to rush our beers. I mean, we do, you know, long age lagering. We do a lot of long mixed fermentation beers in stainless. So, you know, in order to do that, we need that kind of uh, flexibility of having that many different fermentation vessels. Got it. Sure. That's a great situation. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. You mentioned you serve uh, bottles as well. What would we typically find in bottles that, if we came by there? Um, so we chose not to do growlers because, sure. um, I mean, there's some quality control issues with growlers, but frankly, for us, it was more of a service issue, like trying to operate a full restaurant and bar, but also a growler station at the same time can yeah. be kind of messy. So instead, we, we, we hand fill 750 milliliter bottles like y'all have there. We don't serve those on site. So on site, we just serve um, draft beer and cask ale, um, but we sell those bottles to go. Um, and of the 20, we typically have about 10 to 12 different bottles available. Huh? But what's really cool is that we we bottle in very small batches. So imagine if I've got a, a bright tank, a 15-barrel bright tank, and I'm serving at the bar, uh, I might rack off, you know, 72 bottles uh, this week, run through them all, and then next week bottle more or maybe not. So instead of, like, doing a full batch of bottles or yeah. a full batch of kegs, we have a little bit more flexibility, which allows the beer to be much fresher in bottle than otherwise. So, you know, it's kind of it kind of the best of both worlds. Like you're getting the freshness of growlers, but um, with the selection of bottles and a, a, a better quality product, I think. Yeah, I like it that you can manage the selection that's available on the shelf, but what you bought. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Exactly. Sounds good to me, yeah. man. Uh, let's try the Grand Master. Okay, so this is, um, like I said, we have a uh, barrel-aged... Um, program, barrel aging program, and this is uh, one of our imperial stouts. Uh, we like to keep it simple with a lot of our imperial stouts, and um, just you know, we have a, basically a, an imperial. We have multiple imperial stout bases. This is one of our kind of um, imperial stouts that doesn't have any spicing in or anything like that. Uh, I believe it's about thirty, thirty-one Play-Doh original gravity. Um, wow, and then 31. It's then this, this, and then we like to do that, put that in lots of different kinds of barrels, uh, lots of different bourbon barrels, different rye barrels. And this blend ended up being a blend of um, exclusively of fresh uh, Jim Beam barrels um, that held the, the, the Imperial Sap base for about a year. Um, and wow. then we actually bottled this and released it in the fall of 2016. So this has got about a year in bottle right now he said jim bean barrels yeah 100 percent jim bean barrels and then a year has been in a bottle since a year since it well i like it yeah yeah, yeah, about, yeah. yeah about a year this is this is my favorite beer so far um it's 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 creamy and rich and it's got some sweetness to it but um very it's rich. not boozy at all and yeah very mouth coating rich yeah there's some toffee qualities to it that are like english toffee that i really enjoy uh there's like a coffee thing happening also but and and uh, i don't mean it as as a, as a as an insult i mean this as a positive but it's bourbon first like that's the first impression that i get is bourbon and then barrel and then the beer, but I like it. I like the choices in the barrels that you made. I like I like the the everything is is fine. Normally, I don't like it when a beer is like that. It's normally I like I want it to be a beer that was aged in a barrel that has some bourbon notes, kind of a reverse thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, but this isn't this isn't like that for me. 
Um, right. And, I mean, and, and I think yeah, as I will say about that, because it's, 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 it's intentional, when, you, when we brew these high-gravity imperial stouts and, uh, you know, there is some lactose, milk sugar involved, um, <laughs> you know, we're going for a sweeter version. I mean, this is... 31 piece start and it's 11 percent alcohol so it's got a lot of <laughs> residual sugar in it um what we're trying to do is that the deliberate choice of jim beam i mean the other one that i love to use for this is buffalo trace because i find these bourbons on their own to be balanced and like you know you say bourbon first but it's certainly not boozy no they're hot right and so what we're trying to do is find a um a, a balanced kind of sweet bourbon character that's going to be accentuated by this um, thick, rich, and basically sweet imperial stout base. Um, so yeah, I think what you're saying is is, is right, and it's definitely intentional. Good. <laughs> I yeah. like being right and intentional. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very unique. Warren, what do you think? I definitely you're can see the high uh, finishing gravity. You definitely feel that. But the the Jim Beam and, and the um, just the high alcohol content help cut that. And so it does. It feels thick, but it's not mouth coating, right? To where to where you're, it's cloying, and and, and you're not wanting to take another sip. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. Where it, it's not really filling because it's not overly sweet. It's, it's got right. that malt, like a, more of a malt sort of sweetness. In it. Yeah, and like, and it's it's interesting because it's not it's not alcohol hot like a burny thing. Right. But there's booze there. Yeah, for you know, for me, and it's it's like a bourbony yeah. booze or whatever. It, you know, if that makes sense, like you drink, so you, you drink like, a bourbon, and it's yeah, like a lot of times oak will make it taste more, more bourbony because it's mm-hmm. kind of like oak. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. the essence of a bourbon yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is more of a like a real bourbon character. Yeah, to yeah. me, that can help thin Good out. Bourbon. That can help thin out uh, a high gravity beer. For sure, and, and right, exactly. I think I, I get a little bit of that in the beginning, just a bit. In, in which look, it's an imperial. St- it's eleven percent. It's going to have some, some some alcohol to it, and that's okay. It's got the body of a thirteen percent, right? Yeah. And then it comes, but the, there's like some alcohol for me that comes that comes back on the back end, and kind of hangs out a little bit in the back of your throat, in the back of your palate, which I think also helps clean up any any kind of malt sweetness, and mm. the, that roasty coffee toffee kind of thing stays behind, which is very lovely. It's not sticking, long like, yeah, like your lips mm-hmm. aren't sticking together, you know, right. and it's. No. Um, it's it's very well made beer. Yeah. It's yeah. very well. As it warms up, it gets even better. And, and I think the lactose is a nice touch to make sure that it doesn't get too thin and too hot from the alcohol. Right. Exactly. How how yeah, long? These are fresh bourbon. These are fresh bean barrels too. I mean, these were like you. you know we got them and we filled them and they were dripping with bourbon. So <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, and we we blended it back too. I mean, this isn't just this is I forget the percentages, but you know. We're not. Uh, we're always. We're always looking to blend back. We're doing all blends on this. So you know, it's primarily barrel-aged beer. But then we had some fresh new batch that we blend in to make sure that we clean it up and and uh, counteract any booze or thinness that may have come from the barrel aging. Yeah, when you get in the barrels, you're blending. Everybody blends when you get in the barrel in the barrels. Yeah, it's yeah. not something you think about either. Yeah. Really, as like the consumer side. Yeah. You know, yeah, they think it's like, oh, it came out of a barrel. Like, came out of a barrel. This is a whole thing. It's a whole barrel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg, as 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 beer director, what is what does that role entail as far as as far as the the beer selection and and the daily goings on at at the brewery? Um, it is a crazy job. Uh, I think it's pretty singular at this point because uh, yeah, you know it's it's cool. We so we're, we're a group of restaurants that um, you know each of the restaurants we have are and we have a, we have twenty different places now, but they're all independent 
um, singular. Many of them are extremely beer oriented, and those that aren't have incredible beer lists. And so I'm a, a partner in the restaurant group, but my major function is to outfit everything with these incredible beer programs. So, like I said, places like obviously Blue Jacket, but Church Key and Birch and Barley, the Sovereign, uh, the two Rusticos that we have, these are all huge beer places. Uh, and I literally select every ounce of beer that goes in to every place. I design all of the programs, all of the event planning, um, all of the training. Uh, you know, we even do like a huge 12,000 person beer festival in DC every year called Sally Gasser with almost 400 different beers on draft, wow. cast, uh, gravity, keg outside. So, uh, it is a huge thing, um, and you know, it, yeah, that's the, that's basically the idea. I live, I live here um, <laughs> every day of the day. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because uh, you you definitely know what you're talking about when it comes to these beers, as far as uh, as far as the hop selection and, and why why things are happening. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Seems like it seems like you're hands on. Yeah, and it's cool because we've had like um, you know when I joined our group in 2006, we had four restaurants, and today we have uh, 20 different stores. And and that's been the the great thing has been able to develop these new programs, build a team. I mentioned Row. Our director of brewing operations at uh, at Blue Jacket, he's incredible. He came to us from Great Divide most recently, but he was at Left Hand before then. And then I have another guy named Tim Liu, who's the assistant beer director, who uh, just absolutely kills it for us day in and day out. Um, so uh, we've, we've, we've built a cool, great team, and uh, we're able to really make um, craft beer, take craft beer, I think, to a different level in the nation's capital. It sounds like it, man. Is Blue Jacket available at all the other restaurants? So what we do with that is we do, like, very small um, kind of hotspot distribution to the other restaurants. Um, we can, we're actually increasing our production at Blue Jacket right now. We can get up to over 4,000 barrels. So we'll start distributing a little bit, a little bit more. And we're looking at building a second facility in Virginia. Um, it's not going to be anything big. It'll probably just be another you know, three or 4,000 barrel brewery um, selling as much as possible on site just to give another venue for people to come to. I think anybody opening a production brewery nowadays looking to do regional or even national distribution uh, should have their heads checked because <laughs> there's just no, there's no room out there. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so, you know, we're, we're looking at that right now. But um, the other thing that we do is we work with um, our good friends at Shelton Brothers Imports uh, out of Belchertown, Mass., to um, send, you know, kind of hotspot some of our beers to different festivals throughout the U.S. And, and, and different markets as well. So, you know, sometimes our beer will pop up in New Orleans at the Avenue Pub um, or down in North Carolina at Beer Study. Um, we've sent some beer out to San Fran before because we're involved with Good Food Awards. So, nice. you know, um, yeah, we, we kind of we get around, but all in very small batches. Very cool. Greg, I want to thank you for your time, man. And the, the beers were great, and uh, we learned a lot about the beer scene over in D.C. and kind of just how everything is, is coming together out there. Uh, the beers are tasting great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. And you can learn more at uh, what's the website for the for the brewery? Uh, bluejacketdc.com bluejacketdc.com Greg, thank you very much, man. Uh, it's been great time. And if you're ever out uh, this way, come by, uh, come by the bar. We'll buy you a beer. Definitely well. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thanks, man. I really like that uh, that uh, that um, uh, Imperial Stack. Jack Daniels. It's eleven yeah. percent. I know, right? 
And I hate I hate saying that again, like with a double IPA. It's like, oh god, I hate saying this, but it's actually really good. Yeah. Which I hope is a compliment. I hope it's taken as a compliment, Because <laughs> right? it, it, it sounds like a like I'm being I'm an thinking asshole. Thinking I got a good buzz going from that it, stuff. I can tell you that. It yeah. makes me optimistic because I just put a milk stout into an Elijah Craig barrel oh. two weeks ago. Oh really? Yeah. All right. So uh, the brew pub's barrel aging program is underway. Good. And I was kind of nervous about it. It's like, well, it, lucky for you, it's not 11 percent alcohol. Oh, it's so can... only about five. How long is it going to stay there? Until it tastes good. Oh. So forever. Because okay. <laughs> right. I made it. Yeah, yeah. good. It's going to evaporate and right. I'm never going to use it. Once the barrel's empty, I'll fill it again <laughs> with some other beer. Right. Well, the 5% is going to be really affected by the barrel. Oh, it's yeah. Be, it's definitely going to get be, goosed a little be bit. Be quick-handed with that kick-out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm real curious to see. It's been in about three weeks now. I was going to okay. give it a month and then yeah, check get, it for the first time. The right idea. Yeah. yeah. And so it could be sooner rather than later, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah, I like the lactose in here. I yeah. think that I think that could be interesting yeah, sure. with the the bourbon flavor. Yeah, that was a very good uh, very good take on it too. Because yeah. bourbons can be kind of they can have a sweeter note to them from the oak, and um, I think that plays really well with it. Yeah, I don't have much experience with Jim Beam though. Ne- so it's it's hard been years. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it being on the sweeter side. Yeah. In Which general, I could see why that would work. I mean, yeah. that's a good choice. Yeah, that was cool, man. Uh, speaking of cool, all strains, Warren, all strains from the vault have been released by White Labs. If you've missed your chance to order one of their rare and unique specialty strains, don't worry. The popular strains like WLP835 German X Lager or the WLP611 New Nordic Yeast Blend or the WLP564 Leeuwenhuag. Saison blend and even more will be making a comeback to the vault next month when White Labs resets all the strains available for pre-ordering. Stay tuned for more details and a full announcement from White Labs. In the meantime, visit whitelabs.com slash the vault for details on how to get access to these highly coveted strains for homebrewers. That Nordic yeast blend explains why Chris was fondling my beard at HomebrewCon. Oh, really? That's probably where he got it from. I don't think anything can explain that. it. We should... That's what we would call John of the Beer Law Center. No, actually, that's what you would call. If you're going to call John of the Beer Law Center, you just call me instead because I read I read his book. Right. So I know how to deal with that. Well, because we can sue him. In a few months, I'm going to be burning down the brewery, so I won't. It won't right. be an issue. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Once that's I take my thinking. insurance policy. But I mean, now we can also file a suit against White Labs for stealing the. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. But see, and this is how I think John would handle it. He would shave your beard first, so there's no proof that it didn't come from there. Well, and then also, huh? Chris had to destroy the evidence of where it came from. Right. So Chris came and broke into my house at night while I was sleeping. <laughs> he did. And shaved my beard. Now you're getting... See, maybe I'm teaching you too well. Maybe now that you're starting <laughs> to learn this, maybe now no, you can take the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this works. It's a pyramid scheme. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. Why, yeah. why would you take my shit? Chris White. He's he's a tough, <laughs> tough cookie. <laughs> Um, we're going to take a break here in a second, but don't forget, you live listeners, if you want a chance to win a, oh, not a chance, if you want oh, to you win, win a package deal to the California Craft uh, Craft Beer um, Summit, beer summit yeah. in Sacramento, yeah. I lost my copy, so I forgot. I think the dates are the 7th through the 9th of September. Uh, give us a call at 888-401-2337, 888-401-2337. Two, three, three. I might be having a stroke. So, two, three, three, seven. It's fine. 
Um, call us now. Call us after the break. Whatever you want to do, but just call us and overshare. The segment is called Overshare with the Brewing Network. But just to be clear, you don't have to overshare to me on the phone. I just want to know your name. <laughs> no, you don't understand, Bev. Let me Good just chance to talk dirty. Let me yeah. tell you. She says she doesn't want it. That means she does. <laughs> That's true. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Give it a, yeah. Give it a Right, Bev? Guys, stop. Why? Because I said so. No. Oh. Because stop means yeah. <laughs> stop means stop. Uh, stop me. huh. Okay. Uh, actually, before we take a break, I want to talk about. Well, I want to talk to Warren Tasty. I want to talk to Warren about awards. Yeah. Because apparently, someone found it fit to give Warren a, a few awards. Yeah, I see. This last I, I agree. week. Yeah, I got like good ones and a major award. I still get goosebumps. Someone. So what what happened? Tell me about your award because you're apparently the only brewer. Can I just say one thing? That that I can afford. <laughs> you're going to mention the the competition, the California uh, State Fair competition. Yeah, is really really competitive. I mean, like every brewer that's a brewer in California enters this competition. Go ahead. What did yeah. you do? Uh, I got a call at NHC first day. Yeah. From. Pretty much everybody at the brewery. And I was talking to people at the exhibit hall floor, and I'm getting call after call, and I'm just imagining the chiller broke, yeah. Yeah. The tanks are exploding. I think it was, you were talking to me and Blobber and Beth, yeah. and you're like, oh, <sighs> shit. This is, you, I remember the look. You're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> a weird, but, it, but I think it totally should be expected way to get the news. Yeah. Yeah. It was total discouragement. He was like, damn it. I was just, yeah, I was expecting the worst. Right. And... A few minutes later, I, I leave the floor and, and give give him a call back, and everyone's kind of in a in a panic, and so it's not helping. And and, and I'm instantly on speaker with everybody, and so I'm I'm bracing myself. I'm sitting down, um, and then <laughs> all the beer ran on the floor. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and uh, they say that at the California State Fair, apparently Loma got a Brewery of the Year. Whoa! In its first, we have we've been open ten months, and apparently that hasn't happened before. Really? The State Fair. Yeah, yeah. Right. And no brewery in their first year has gotten it. Nice. And and um, so they said that. Uh, it's the this year because it set another record in terms of the number of entrants in the state fair. It's, it's the third largest competition in the U.S. Jeez, I'm guessing behind GABF and World Beer Cup. Uh, yeah, and so it's the largest. And wow, and I think something like sixty percent of all the breweries in California competed. Wow, that's and, a lot. No, of, yeah. go to the go to the website. Uh, look, Google you know, a state fair results or something. Yeah, like that. California state, and then look who didn't look who didn't win. And you see everybody you recognize as great California breweries are in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of the good ones competed for sure. Um, and uh, apparently, we got three medals or ribbons, whatever you get at the state I fair. I like how you said apparently. I, like it sounds like you, you you're doubting it. Like you're leaving a room for someone to prove exactly. you wrong. Yeah, it, it, it I think you got two firsts and a apparently. Yeah, it doesn't something. it doesn't seem real. But we did better than anybody else. Yeah. Way. Well, well, actually, we tied. Oh, in terms that there was another brewery, I believe, that got uh, two first place and a second. Okay. But the tiebreaker was is because I got first in the American IPA category, which was the the, the largest category, single you category. Just, that is here, the right? American IPA category. You took first in California. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I, our good friend Julian got second. <laughs> yeah. so, See what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> Go look at your results. So, they don't need to drop the names. Yeah. But I mean, like, Amalgamator like is a, is a oh, great no, fuck, IPA. Fuck Julian. We'll call him right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll school that dude. Oh. Uh, 
Hey, dude. He'd be like, well, mistakes happen. Yeah. Please tell me you called him. Huh? No. You didn't call him? I haven't called him no. yet. So Wait you, a minute. You don't call your... You call the other guy to congratulate you. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, I'm waiting. That's right. <laughs> by the photo. Well, you got... Uh, what does it look like? For standard American beer category, you got a second place for your American wheat beer yeah. called No Oranges Allowed. Yeah, that... Two of the beers were the first times we ever brewed the beers. That was we did. So you made I no did, adjustments. You made I, the beer. That was the first one. You drank up a, the beer and you brewed it, I, and it went. Yeah, I did a dry hopped American wheat. Um, it was it, it was Loma's first hazy beer that I allowed to go out the tap because <laughs> it's supposed to be. Because it's, it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, it's a wheat beer. It's right. like okay, fine. We'll we'll make one. So okay, I dry no hopped finance. it uh, with some mandarin of Bavaria to give it kind of a citrus oh. flavor. Thank you for not saying juicy. Right. That's what, and that's why I named it No Orange is Allowed to make people try it There's first no orange, because then. it's got citrus in there. Yeah. And if you really don't like it, then you can mess it up and put whatever you want in the beer. <laughs> um, Squeeze the lime in it. Yeah. And so so that beer and then uh, the Maybach that got first place in, in the European multi lager category was yeah. the, the first time we ever did that beer also. Well, Pale multi-European lager. And the, uh, the name is Summer is Coming... Yeah. Are you making these names up? Uh, yeah. Those. Yeah. Actually, all three of these are mine. They're all stupid. It, it, yeah. I mean, that was because Game of Thrones is about to start. Yeah. And so summer I'm is just coming. Kidding, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you got uh, of course you got Bear Republic in there. They won uh, for German Pills. Rip Current uh, won for the Amber Multi European Lager for Dunkelsbach. Dunkelsbach. Never heard of it. New Helvetia, Old Republic. Um, Crooked Lane, Dust Bowl, Sudwork, Fault Line, Magnolia, for God's sakes. Yeah. 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 Um, Everyone's in there, man. I I met the guys from. Never heard of. I met the guys from Crooked Lane. They actually got, I believe, second best in show with a Doppelbach. Mm -hmm. And they are making some fantastic German style beers up in Northern California. Where are they? Northern California? Somewhere near Sacramento, within an hour or so of Sacramento. I can't remember. Um, Here's the thing Ballast Point. How can Ballast Point enter a craft a craft beer competition when they're not craft beer? Well, I don't know that it specifies oh. that you have to be craft. It's just the state of California. That's too bad. Uh, EJ Fair. Wow. Well, good. They, get? they won a bronze for their strong British ale. Excellent. Shorty's Revenge. Yeah. yeah oh, that's, wow. Yeah. Shorty's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. that's rad. We know that beer nice. very well. Wow. Yeah. Figueroa Mountain and Mraz won. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Moonraker yeah. won yeah. a couple. Yeah. Pizzaport won. Uh, Beachwood won. Yeah, took second. From Amalgamator, yeah. and Warren, of course, took first with Appeasement, um, and then River City took third. Yeah, there's a lot of breweries I've never heard of. Yeah, which and is, I, which I'd is like cool to, to see. I'd get out a little bit, but uh, Drake's is on there for their Imperial IPA for the Denogonizer. They won Bronze. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Miraz won uh, second for European Sour with a Lambic. Uh, Ballast Point on there. Firestone Walker, Wit Beer, that pro, the, for the Propagator Wit. We talked about that after Firestone Fest. We did? Yeah, we had that wit beer. Didn't we? I don't remember that. Oh, is that was that the wasn't that a Hefeweizen? Yes. It was a he- but it was, no, it was a wit beer. I mean, oh it was? Yeah. Yeah, it was a wit beer. Oh yeah, then that beer was great. It's fucking amazing. What's amazing is they probably entered the American IPA category. With a wit beer? <laughs> With and a wit you beer? know who won. Oh. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Probably. Boom. Yeah, I just love that appeasement is the name of the IPA that won. Well, I'm gloating more yeah. than Warren is, but of course you should gloat. Yeah, you're like, yeah. fine. You should be humble. Yeah. Yes. I'll have to do one. I'm yeah. being unhumble for him. We, uh, there's talk about making a shirt for it, yeah. and I want it we to be like... We should be all beard. 
Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, about appeasement. And so I want it to be like, this ought to shut you up. <laughs> appeasement IPA. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think it'll be great, Warren. Mm. I think it'll be great. But yeah, so you're a rock star. You got you've got some backstories working up here. Yeah, so. apparently there are some people in Sacramento that also like the beer I'm making. Great. Yeah, oh. people in Sacramento didn't like the beer I'm making. So <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Well, no, they did. The people in Minnesota didn't. Well, yeah, I, I'm. I think I want, I'm, this year I want to start entering like fairs and shit. It sounds you're really gonna expand easy. your game. You're gonna go for yeah, more. Why not? Yeah. Like, fuck why it. Not? I've yeah. never done that before. No. I've only in, I've entered like a couple of local comps, maybe maybe literally twice, so, and then only nationals. That's it. And and it does help you potentially because a lot of those judges also judge in the the larger competitions to know what the fuck exactly <laughs> to see what they like. Yeah, my problem is I don't want to I don't want to brew to what they like. I want to brew to what I like, and that's wrong. Which is why I never do well with my oatmeal stout in competition. Yeah, right. it tastes ever. It tastes good to me, and I don't yeah. want to. No, brew, I get that. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't yeah. want to change it. But that's yeah. That's well, me being a weird yeah. There guy. definitely is, is two philosophies. Yeah, you brew to the style for the competition, or you brew to what you like. Yeah, you got to come. Yeah. Hey, Tasty. Let me ask you a question. What are you doing Friday, July seventh, two thousand and seventeen, between right. six and ten p.m.? I'm going to go to a, a, somebody's a benefit or some sort of uh, wake. I think. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, wow. What else is going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, and so no. How friend of mine died. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Oh, well, whatever. That was a lot darker than <laughs> I was expecting. I'm sorry. I thought you were serious. Oh wow. We've I had, was. Well, we thought you're promoting the event. We've had two it. good overshares on the show already tonight. <laughs> Do I win? <laughs> well, uh, I get the test kit? <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, Tasty. Uh, that no, day, what else is going on? Friday, July There's a lot of conflict. Oh, yeah. is uh, Aroma Day at Drake's dealership in Oakland, California. Hmm. I can do it. It's, this is going to be in the same area. I'll do oh. both. It's from 6 to 10. I mean, how long can a wake last? You know what I mean? You don't, want to a, you don't want to spend too much time in a wake. Never. <laughs> Nobody. And, and really, the funeral's the next day, so that's really what matters. Uh, the uh, release of Aroma Cobra 2.0, uh, along with Aromatherapy Triple IPA. Aroma Day is your first chance to get your hands on 2017 bottles of both. I'll, I'll wow. be there. That's pretty good, right? See, yeah. uh, they have, see you there. They also have puppy and kitten play pins, massage chairs. God, puppy now, now and that, kitten. Now that Bev has a cat, she's like, I love cat. I love everything cats. Meanwhile, I don't love everything cat. I do love my cat. Yeah, is that to bring your it's cat or puppy to, or is that they're providing them? I think they're for you to play with. No, you, you get to with. have fondle uh, somebody, somebody's kitten. Yeah, somebody's that's, puppy that's weird. Cat. It sounds yeah, but uh, whatever. Massage chairs, hop vaporizers, which I've always wanted to have uh, Lagunitas guys come in and do that, but you know. Whatever. Uh, interactive aromatherapy indulgence. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Vinyl listening station. Sully will probably be there. Uh, live DJs, beer, ice cream from Humphrey Slocum, spicy food, and more. And it's free. So the free hum- admission, open to all ages, um, but you buy package, uh, packages for tasting. Yeah. That's the weirdest way to say turntable. Turntable. I think I've ever heard. That's right. Vinyl listening station. Yeah. Um, so go to com. Again, that is Friday, July 17th, after Tasty's friends wake. No, no, I'll be at both. <laughs> I'm going to pregame at this and then right. go to the wake. Oh, okay. What time's the wake? I don't know. Uh, it starts at 6, I'll be at 6. You want to see me? Be there at 6. <laughs> you want to see me? Be there. <laughs> Before I'm about to go mourn my friend. You can, in fact, we'll all go over to the morning. <laughs> Just crash your, crash your friend. What happened to your friend, dude? 15. 15. Three and had a heart attack. Wow. Is he like a big fat mm-hmm. guy or was he? No, like... no. Great. Great shape? Yeah, look great. Oh, my God. See, that's that what I worry about the most in life. 
They just don't know. Was he a smoker? Or no, 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 no. Just he, happened. He drank beer, of course, but not that took any great excess that I could tell. Yeah, he's always got his shit together. Hmm. Well, you have to be in great shape in order to be worried about it, so you're fine. <laughs> I'm in great shape. <laughs> you're a shape. Whatever. That's true. Since you're right now. <laughs> and not talk about this. Uh, well, now, but it's the most interesting thing you've said all show. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Well, to, to JP well, not personally. Yet, so gonna, no, gonna, that's not. Stop it. It is. It's the I'll most engaging it. thing. I want to know. I want to know more about it. But I guess that's all. How long have you known the guy? I don't know. Uh, you know, probably seven or eight years. No, okay. Yeah. Meet him in the beer world. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, Warren. It's fine. I, I, you gotta I'm go. You gotta come to the thing. It's, I just turned like Warren's an industry mic off. Thing. A lot of people know it. It's just you and me. Yeah. <laughs> it's an industry thing. I'm not gonna go in like a hobnob. <laughs> I don't do any hobnobbing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. You're like you should come. No, I'm, I'm not, not gonna go just to meet industry people. No, no, no. People you know, as I'm saying. Oh well, that's good. I do like people I know. Uh, okay. On that note, do we don't have? Uh, we're gonna take a break. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to take callers to win the uh, thing of the California uh, Craft Beer Summit. We're going to give away the iDip for the Twitter game winner. And we're going to try some more beer from Upland. Our friend Matt there dropped off some beer. So we're going to have a little bit and uh, just hang out. It's the session. Hang on. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewer's edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's. 
in Novato. They're friggin' awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we are able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com.
It's the Brewing Network session. The weird jam band segue that I expected to have some sort of like return, but uh, I didn't even know we were back. I just thought that was another (laughs) commercial (laughs) song, commercial break song. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. What are you going to do? Whatever. Speaking of what you're going to do, Tasty, uh, Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, I'm reminded. I'm, yeah, yeah. You might have heard about that. Well, I was just reminding me I need to get some gifts for some people. Oh, for the week. <laughs> oh, I do that, have That's a all the details I'm going to give you. So right. just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> back to the copy. All right. And they're backing that up, or they're backing up that promise and that ass, I hope. Uh, check this out. Go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. Uh, but now back by popular demand, you'll also get the free Big O Kit. Adam and Eve's Big O Kit includes their exclusive Climax Gel, which I want to know what that is. Whatever. The Big O? What's wrong? What could be wrong with it? The Climax. I think about its name. Well, right. Gel. Oh, climax cl- is something like Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Have you, you used the Climax Gel? Whatever. It's not You're like a man of the world, Tasty. I don't know. It's probably like... It's it's probably just, like sustains your, you know, your, your Johnson or something. You know, like the... the Gel like, like icy hot. I think it might be like icy hot. Like, like to icy have hot. you had a better, or but maybe you, a little bit up the, you know, the back end might make a difference. Or something. Just like squirt the tube up there. Yeah, exactly. at climax. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Oh, you've never used it. Sky's the limit. No, I have not. Sky's not the that limit. I know it. Would you? Would you use it and then report back? No. No, yeah, no I won't. <laughs> oh, come on. No, you wouldn't use it, or no, you wouldn't well, report back. Any other embarrassing circumstances that I have to bring up? But, <laughs> like, who is this chick? That's <laughs> well, yes, you don't know, and yes, those are the two answers. My favorite, my favorite type, by the way. Yeah. yeah, who is this chick? I don't know. Is she nuts? Yep. Yeah. You bet on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's disappointing. Warren, you should use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have, yeah. The the, uh, the the big O kit, the climax gel. I just want to know the gel. Where's okay. it? What orifice? Yeah, I'm not going to use it because that's weird. But okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think Adam and Eve should send you a free sample. And, uh, didn't we have? You'll change your tune. I'm thinking. I think we had Shimkey trying to try and whoa, send whoa, whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, we talked about games here. Really? She, she was talking. I don't know, like on, on the show. Yeah, she yeah. was kind of volunteering almost. Yeah. Oh. I Maybe we were coercing her. I'm not going to get her on the phone. That would be too much. That's one of the show, by the way. She it really is. That would be a kind of an interesting show. Yeah. Um, and uh, the exclusive Climax Gel and a mini vibrator. Uh, you'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up. Take advantage of this limited offer because they do change the, the prizes that you get. It used to say, like, uh, we're not going to tell you. And then it's the big O kit. Then it was something else. And now it's back to this. So oh. they, do, they do change this stuff up. Just because it says mini doesn't mean it's not powerful. Okay, so I'm making that up. <laughs> That's right. Look at Doc. Wasn't there it's something about where it's at? Doc is very mini, what but he's do? very powerful. Yeah. Wasn't there something ribbed for a while that we had to say? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there was. See, that's what I mean. They change. They change this stuff, man. Um, let's see. So, take advantage of the limited time offer. You can choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. And then when you choose that one item, which is fifty percent off, don't forget you'll get free shipping plus the big O kit, which includes that climax gel and the mini vibrator. Like Tasty said. Because it's small doesn't mean it's not powerful. You won't find this deal anywhere else. Just use offer code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. BNARMY at adamandeve.com. I really want Bev to try to get us a tour of this thing, man. I, oh, yeah. I, the I, warehouse. Yeah, what state are they in? Oh, my uh, God. Ohio? Where are they at? Where North Carolina, North I think. North Carolina. Oh, perfect. Right, because like we, we can go visit some of the yeah, other breweries out there. Let's find out. I'm going to find out right now. Yeah. yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah, we need a tour. In fact, I'll I'll pay my own expenses to go there. 
Uh, Hillsboro, North Carolina. All right. Yeah. See, I think yeah, I think we should go do that. We should hit some tours. We should ha- have John from the Beer Law Center take us out because uh-huh. he lives in North Carolina, I think. And his address is 459 Hay <laughs> Way. No, I don't know. Um, they have a 30,000-foot expansion. I think we talked wow. about this one day. The expansion is oh, 30,000 feet. Oh, like a couple feet. acres. Yeah, and I, th- I think they started with 40 or 20 or oh, like some insane amount. Wow. Fucking insane. That's a lot of freaking toys. That's a, yeah, people, that's a lot of toys. That's a lot of, of gel, too. Oh, butt plugs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every, dimen- every diameter. How many big O's can people have? <laughs> I don't. I thought there was a limit. Yeah. Um, Whatever. We do need a tour. I, right? Maybe, I maybe the expansion would be enough for me. Maybe they'll show us how to use some of those things. <laughs> hey guys, they should have like uh, a go by. The way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, I just have one quick question. Uh, I, you know me, I'm tasty from the brewing. Ne- no, you don't know me. Well, trust me, people know me. I, yeah, and yeah, I have exactly. a quick question. Yeah, exactly. Where does this gel go? <laughs> I don't know where the gel goes. <laughs> try every place. <laughs> just try, try it all it. over the place. Yeah. That's what they should say. Just try it everywhere. Try it everywhere. <laughs> try it everywhere. Uh, we, I just opened a beer from Upland. Uh, Matt, their uh, brewer there, is a, a listener of ours, and he dropped off some beer at the Homebrew Con, and I promised wow. that I would get it back to the studio it and share it with it, everybody. It arrived. Wow. So you gave it to me. I gave one to you. Oh, I took yeah. two for me. Yeah, I didn't get it. And all of I them. I some Ben Balancer. Uh, well, only because. Well, we I had, brought it back to the had, studio. We had to get well, them back. You Right. Yeah. yeah, we had to, we had to bring I mean, it back, I right? I deserve it. So here we are. We're drinking. I had three bottles. I still have three bottles. I'm not going to drink all three bottles Let's tonight because that's yeah. crazy. But um, there we go. Look at that. I'm, I'm a man of my word. Wow. So, Matt, there you go. If you're listening, dude, we're drinking your beer. This is uh, Barrel Age Fruited Sour Ale. It's just called Cherry, which is kind of hmm. awesome in its simplicity. Yeah. It's a cool label. Yeah, it is. Some weird abstract painting or something. Yeah, it's more um, Bloomington, Indiana, aged uh, on whole cherries. Whole cherries. Yeah. Oh. I get that. With uh, Montemorency cherries from Michigan, mm-hmm. from Michigan. They have a base blonde ale over many months in oak tanks to produce tart flavors. Yeah, the malt character still comes through, and it, it makes it taste just like the right amount of cherry pie. Oh, man, it smells great. Yeah. Jeez. I think a cherry sour ale is probably my favorite beer smell. One mm. of them. Yeah. It's one, it just, I don't know, something, if that balance is right, that cherry aroma. Yeah. It's so good. Getting the cherry flavor for sure. Think you can use more Ooh. pit character to make it more like a cherry pie? Uh, to me, this about- tastes more like cherry pie because you get a little bit of the, the malt sweetness in the aroma. And if you get too much of the pit character, then it's way more tannic and just well, more harsh. That's a good fucking beer, dude. It is really good. Wow. Yeah. I am nice. really impressed with this beer right now. Yeah. Holy shit. We only got shit. one bottle? Yes. We, we only got one <laughs> bottle. Uh, no, he gave us three bottles, um, but uh, they're each different beers. So we have one mm. bottle of this. We have one uh, with a beer aged on pawpaw fruit, which what? apparently is a Michigan thing. I don't know. Um, and then one agent, something else. I don't know. They're in the fridge here, but uh, I'll bring yeah. them home and I'll bring them back from the next show because these are really good. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing this one back. This is yeah, You're welcome, man. Yeah. April 20. 20- Dude, trust me. I had an, the internal conversation several times about not 
you know, <laughs> just look, one is fine. We're never going to drink them all. Right. But no, I'm going to mule them back and forth. And if we never drink them, I will bring them every week. Wow. Because I care about you guys. I don't believe you, but wow. <laughs> good for you. Hell yeah. yeah good. I think yeah. so, too. This was bottled good, good, in good, April good. 2017. Yeah. But all I think right. it's perfect to open now. I mean, God. Yeah. And I'm not blowing smoke. Like, I'm not just being like, oh, that's a really great beer, and I'm going to dump it. It's a really great beer. Yeah. It's oh, very I, I like it. It's very yeah. I was nervous with how pushy he was on the on the club floor, wherever it was, <laughs> about about pouring his beer for me. But once I had it, I was okay with it. Yeah. And this is another example of me being okay with it. Yeah. It's really yeah. good, man. And I'm trying to figure out trying to figure out why it's so good. But yeah, there is that that middle flavor um, that is it's almost spiced in a way. Hmm. Like a nutmeggy thing, but not. It, so that might be the, the pit. And we've talked to a few sour producers before about including some of the stones in the fruits that they're that in the in the in the barrels to, to ferment to right. get some of that flavor. Yeah, that kind of middle palate flavor. Yeah, and I wonder if he did that. So I, I've reached out to him. We're trying to book him in cool. August. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, he can send more of this. He can send just all of this. <laughs> hey guys, here's eight bottles of this beer. <laughs> I don't know if he talks like that. He's not a preteen, but uh, it's a good beer, man. I, yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you you doing this. That's good. Where's Bev when you when you want oh, to get man. a beer? Good thing she's getting us food. <laughs> okay, don't forget eight 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 four zero one two three three seven. Win some tickets to the California Craft Beer Summit, um, which yeah. is awesome. We're waiting for your calls. And Beer Fest, by the way. You need to overshare with the BN, which... Oh, it's a great Beer Fest. Oh my God. Hopefully, yes. this could be a good game. It's a new game. Yeah. Overshare with the BN. Yeah. If you need to get something off your chest. Whatever yeah. it is. We're here right. for you. Yeah. We're here your angst. Yeah. Reminds me of the uh, Ask Uncle Dr. Sully segment that we used to do <laughs> on the mixtape. Oh, yeah. Sully and I right. used to do a mixtape show. We did like eight or nine shows mm-hmm. over a couple years, and we always had a segment called Ask Uncle Dr. Sully. Where you call up and you ask your live question, your life questions. Yes. And people were listening live. People were listening live, yeah. Hello? Just turn it on. It was like, especially, it started in the Martinez studio where we just, we'd crack a bottle of wine <laughs> and light a couple <laughs> candles. People were listening to that too. Swear to yeah. God. And yeah. just drink wine and eat Thai food and, and have candles around. And um, we haven't done it in a while. But uh, this one dude called up. He's like, yeah, so my ex is coming over, my ex-wife, and I don't know if she's, like, into it or not, and so I might bone her, but I don't know if I should bone her. And we're like, look, dude, we're, uh, we think you should bone her. That's our sentiment, (laughs) because it's just, at some point, it's just boning, but also it could lead to more, do you love, we had this whole conversation, right? Yeah. And I think a year later, he called back to update us. That night, that boning session, they had a kid, <laughs> and they got oh. married again, and they're back together. And it was like a good oh, thing. that's nice. And we were like, oh, well, man. it could have been a good thing. It yeah, could have been, been a terrible thing. Yeah. There's another kid he's got to deal with. Yeah, but we're like, uh, Jesus, dude, you should name it after one of us, because we, <laughs> we brought that child to life. I guarantee you, if we hadn't said that. I can hear this. That, is this all recorded? We can no, it's not recorded. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's not recorded. Oh, um, oh, no, but uh, it should be. Um, I yeah. guarantee you, if we had said don't do it, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the the single male. I mean, he was really. You could tell he was mind. like laying himself out there, like whatever you decide. Like you're the. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was literally. Yeah. He was like cool. he was like tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. There was one time I called in anonymously asking for advice, <laughs> and I used my Candy's real name, and Sully refused to call her by that because he thought that I was. It sounded too stripperish. 
Really? Yeah. Wait, he's like, do I, I remember this? He's like, I can't, he's like, I can't, I can't call her that. You need to make up another name <laughs> for this person. Name? What was the name you made up? Oh, I don't remember. Like Ashley or something like that. He's like, okay, I can work with that. <laughs> and then by the end, you figured it out. Oh, I did. Yeah, you were, really like, you were like, hey, this is Warren. And I was like, yeah, you're right. No oh, man. But yeah, the whole time, Sully was just like, I can't handle calling this girl Candy. It's just, <laughs> it's just too much. I, I, I understand. Uh, was the question real? I want to ask the question because you know what I, I don't. Mean, but... I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was it was the time when I was moving out of uh, your place yeah. and back in with my wife and I was talking about oh, how it's going time. to change the whole relationship like I'm moving back in with this girl I've been involved with for a long time <laughs> and it's going to it could be weird we've been living separate for a while could be weird yeah and so yeah he couldn't call her by her name and was it was it weird it still is uh, <laughs> do you have a room? Because I'd love the to cool move back. About it. Yeah, I do have a room, and where's good? Uh, okay. I'll, well, I'll have two more rooms soon. So oh, okay, plenty of rooms. So I could, for pick, you. I could pick one. I could pick the better one. Yeah, nice. definitely the uh, the side facing one will be the better one. The, okay. I'm going to call it the uh, west wing. Or no, actually, it's the north wing. It faces north. Oh wow, your house has wings now. Yeah, sure. Wow, it's like poured a bunch of Red Bull on it. It's fine. <laughs> Well, uh, save a space for me when you're there. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, I think it'll be great. Yeah, I'll call into the next mixtape show and we can talk about it. <laughs> I do want to do a mixtape show, another one with Sully. That was good. It was a fun time. Speaking of fun times, go to craftbeer.com. They have a beer and food course. It's a groundbreaking course that leads professionals and enthusiast chefs alike through the basics of pairing beer and food. It uh, was built by a Culinary Institute of America graduate and certified Cicerone. So you know they know what they're talking about. Two bangs. There are two versions, a professional version made for chefs, restaurateurs, brewers, and hospitality professionals, an enthusiast version created for at-home chefs. Learn how to pair beer with your favorite foods, including chocolat, charcuterie, and chaise. You'll also get to ultimately know beer styles. You'll see data and stories that will convince you that full-flavored beer deserves a place on the menu along with wine and spirits. Oh, and of course, the uh, course is free. So visit craftbeer.com to learn more. You should do that. Okay, well, I think we're not going to get any calls today, which is fine. Um, So I will give this away on the next show. Because you guys listening live can't figure out how to call in. Or maybe they didn't want to overshare and they're too self-conscious. Yeah, or they can't go to the conference, which I get, too. I mean, you know, it's it's a big That's ask. True. It's in yeah, September. Yeah, we're for a limited set of people to respond. Right, that right. happen to be listening live, and yeah. so it, sometimes it doesn't work out. But I think it's a great game. Do overshare we still, with the Bring Network. Do we still have uh, the answering machine? Because maybe people could... I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't know either. You should try calling random numbers and just oversharing on answering machines. <laughs> Until you get one of us. Until you get ours. Yeah. We'll do it next year. <clears throat> well, I tell you what. Here's Justin's cell phone number, so call him. <laughs> He's 925-788-85. So that's Bev's number. So give her a call whenever right. you want yeah. to overshare. What your, do we have for dinner? Your, your deepest secrets. <laughs> what do we have for dinner? Just the old spaghetti factory. She got a bunch of appetizers. She got one of everything off the appetizer menu. I actually did. At spaghetti you factory. Did. Except for the one thing, the, they had this olive thing that looked gross. Olive tapenade or whatever the fuck? Yeah. All right. Well, you probably look really great walking down the street with a bag of apps. <laughs> like, just dinner for one. Me. That's me, Beverly. Dinner for one. <laughs> 
Well, it took longer because I uh, they messed up my order. I ordered meatball sliders, and they just gave me two meatballs. <laughs> and I was like, I'd be kind of okay with that, though. This yeah. is wrong. Where's the slider materials? Yes. How do you slide it along here? <laughs> well, I went back, and I was like, I think I ordered the meatball sliders, not just the side of meatballs. And they're like, oh, you did. Sorry. So they fixed it, and they didn't make me pay for it. Nice. Um, did, did they act like it was normal that somebody came in and wanted all of the appetizer menu to go? Good question. Well, they didn't make it seem like it was anything unusual. Ah, okay. They probably get it a lot. They're very polite there. Do you want some sour beer? No, thank you. It's very good. I believe you, but no, thank you. It's cherry flavored. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, now I want it. Yeah. I'll bet change your mind. Yeah. Have you reached out to Adam and Eve about touring their oh, facility right. in Hillsboro, North Carolina? No, I have not. I'm deadly serious. I need you to do this for me. We have to go there. Produce a fucking email. <laughs> <laughs> I Ask them if our number is warranted. I mean, yeah. I can I can do that. I've stood outside of their facility. Wait, in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Begging for free samples? Well, like what were sort of, is there some sort of statue in the front? Some there's like nothing. There's just, really? It's just their sign. No, big cut. Just, no, just their sign, but it's in their specific <laughs> font. And I was driving. we were driving from Wilmington back to uh, Raleigh. I'm dying their commitment. And, uh, yeah, no. Did I they tell you where the ointment goes? We, pull, we pulled over, and I was like, look, I know them. I would, lo- place. I would love if they had... That's a good... Yeah. It is. Uh, I love if they have, like, those wacky inflatable arm guys, but just shaped <laughs> like a big cock. Oh, yeah. Cocky, the mascot for Adam and Eve. Uh-huh. Cock with arms. I think it'd be amazing. Great addition. With two cocks. Did we get any calls while I was gone? No. Overshare? No. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to overshare. Well, I think more, trust me, the listeners want to overshare, but I think they don't, I think they probably can't go to Sacramento for the fest. Uh, yeah, that's probably the limiting factor. You know, yeah. Which is fine. Well, they yeah. can compose an email. Yeah, so I think... Um, they can produce an email. <laughs> produce an email. When is the next uh, show, Bev? Not, uh, two 10th. weeks. In two weeks. The 10th. Okay. With Drake's. So let's give it away on the 10th. So I'll tell you what, that's a good idea. Email feedback... At the brewing network dot com. Yeah, there'll be a lot of drinks people are listening, maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. They're local. Um entitle the email overshare with the brewing network. This is the the email title. If anything else comes through and you're oversharing, you will not be included. Not in the It's deal. just gonna go into feedback. It it's, won't be in the competition. Right. Yes. And then we'll all hear about your Aunt Nisa who, you know, <laughs> whatever. Overshare with the Brewing Network. And in the email Overshare with us. Tell us what you think you want us to hear about yourself, and then we can make fun of you. And then we'll give the t- we'll give the uh, the passes away on July tenth. You said right, Bev? Yes. Okay. July tenth. We'll do that. That's a better idea. That's a great idea. I think that works better for our current listenership too. Even better if you're local, you can be here because it's going to be a big. There's going to be like a whole big thing here. It's Drake's yeah, Drake. Aroma Coma release. Yeah. Aroma Coma. Aroma Coma. That sounds July great. 10th. You know what else is great? Beer Smith. Go to beersmith.com, create your 21-day free trial, get all your brewing software needs met over at beersmith.com. They were at HomebrewCon. Brad is probably the nicest man in the world. I spent a lot of time talking to Brad. I lament the fact that I never got over there, uh, but I walked by him all the time. like, I got to go and say hi, but I, I never made it over there. They did a talk of some kind, didn't they? Yeah, he was on the exhibit hall floor. Yeah, yeah he, yeah, he came over and he was like, do you guys have a speaker I can borrow? We just blew ours. And I was like... No, go to where they're doing karaoke. They'll probably let you use there. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. They were doing karaoke on the floor. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm so was, bummed I missed it. No, it was not. terrible because I'm sitting there trying to do fucking radio show, and they're singing like, don't stop believing. 
Oh, so Hold pa- on to the feeling. But I will say so the guy who <laughs> I will say that the guy who started it out, the guy who headed up the uh, karaoke, he started it out with Bohemian Rhapsody, and he hmm. kind of murdered it. In a good sure, way. Sure, that's why he's oh. the karaoke guy. So he can do that every time. Oh, it was the karaoke. He's the guy that makes it started. He's the important guy that runs it. You're right. Did you hear that he also did uh, Edelweiss? I don't know what that means. That song? He d- he also did that? He sung this song. I think it's... It's, oh, the, uh, it's from The Sound of Music. Yeah, oh, Edelweiss. Sang that? Yeah. He sang this at Car- and really? fucking killed it. <laughs> and Bohemian Rhapsody? What? I don't I don't know if he was the Bohemian Rhapsody oh, guy. But this is what you're saying to a bunch of beer guys, like Whatever. Okay. Yeah. When I get high, I like to see like a like a perversion of reality. So that would be like, that'd be like a mind bender for me. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm never just doing one drug, of course. Yeah. Man. There you go. I thought it was pretty crazy. I was like, who the fuck about sings that, this that same, song? That same tempo and everything. Really yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. To the, yeah. I mean, the, it was a deeper register, but. Yeah. Is that a, a common job. song to have in the karaoke <laughs> library? <laughs> seen it. When you go to places? <laughs> yeah, the sound of music. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sound of music, yeah. All right, sure, man. Everybody asked for that. <laughs> I remember on the cruise, uh, on the Labruski cruise, I really wanted to sing, um, uh, that Merle Haggard song, The Fight Inside of Me. And I actually got the balls to, like, put my name in the thing, but they mm-hmm. they closed down the karaoke before I could be there. I was like, God damn it. They also hated us. Yeah, to you or to everybody? <laughs> Probably just to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were like, once the karaoke's gone, we're like, oh, let's leave. And then once all the BN left, like, all right, spin it up again. Yeah. Like in right. the movies where you plug the jukebox back and it goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't like us too much there. No, not really. But only because we could have done their job a lot better. I told Jay, I was like, fuck these guys. We could do this job so much better. Yeah. These are dicks. And we did. Well, that's true. And they didn't like it. I mean, I feel like everything was cool until What's-His-Bucket took his pants off. Yeah, that didn't help. Even (laughs) though he had a Speedo on, it's not like he was exposing himself. He exposed his bulges. He did. <laughs> his one bulge. And then no one ever heard from him again. No, really. I never <laughs> saw him again the rest that of that first cruise. night, yeah. man. Huh? He, he, he faded hard. He, he raged that first night. Oh, he just, that was that. That wasn't the first night. Was it? Yeah. Maybe second. He made it. He, he didn't make it long. He didn't do the whole cruise. He, well, he, he was on the boat, but I don't know whose room he was in, and I don't know what state he was in. Probably one of the boats. Uh, Maybe he stayed in the Bahamas. Maybe. Hopefully. No, I don't think he got off the boat in the Bahamas. Oh. Wow. He messed up. I literally never saw him, and he was like that guy who would like talk close to you, and so uh, you knew he, if he was in the room. I actually know him a little bit. He helps. He and his wife help out at GABF every year. Yeah. Yeah, they're like good yeah, friends the, of Bad Rock. Yeah, they're Coloradians, or however you say that. Coloric. Chlorix. Chlorix? Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, all right, Warren. Well, uh, since the uh, uh, overshare with the Brewing Network game yeah, was gotta, a, a bust for now. the callers, yeah. let's go to this Twitter game. What yeah. was it again, please? Uh, it was, since the IDIP has 40, over 40 different tests it does already, um, they asked us, the BN, to help them figure out what the next new one is going to be. The Booing Network. The Booing Network. So, Twitter game sponsored by iDip, smartbrewkit.com. All right, go ahead, yes. please, Warren. Let me uh, actually, hold on. I lied. Let me get a pen and a paper. I'm ready. Please go. Are you ready now? Okay. Yes. Mark says, uh, the test is for wienery units. <laughs> Help determine the wiener to bitterness ratio 
to appease feminist demographic. Ooh. Cause weenery make them really bitter. I guess. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Bev doesn't like it. Well, she's a feminist. That's true. Um, no beer left behind. It's also a humorist. Says, <laughs> taking Tasty's temperature. We all know where that's done. <laughs> and then he has like a gun emoji with an okay emoji. Huh. Put your gun up the. Up well, the I think butt. it's like oh, this. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, oh. a gun, a gun with hand gun, like uh, what you do with your fingers, not an actual pistol. Oh, a finger, a finger gun. Right, a finger, finger gun. And a okay. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Yeah, got it. I think that's also just a point left. I'm gonna, I like that. Yeah, but the thumb is kind of up at a weird I angle. Give that a seven. Uh, yeah. First one, I give it five. Okay. Uh, you give that one a seven. You like seven. that one. Seven, all right. Okay, well, hold Tasty on. Tasty likes his temperature Let me write it, because I would have switched it, and I wouldn't have included oh. the second one, but no right. beer. I'll just put no beer. Tasty right. temp. Uh, Bare Knuckles Brew says, yeast growth in Warren's beard or level of JP's sucking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're probably Show both. <laughs> I feel like you only need to take one test for that. Yeah. It does both in the same, yeah, it's in the same that, that, measurement. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Austin right. says... Bring back what's in Schumann's mouth. Insert the exact eye dip. Pick from a list of diseases. Inform exact eye dip of tests. Oh, no. We should bring back that game. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Now that he's a father of two and married, he would still do it. He would. That's the good thing about Schumann. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, Brian says, a, patern- a paternity test because someone should know. <laughs> so if you trust eye dip to know the results. I like that. Yeah. Because, but see, and that's what got me is not just the paternity test, but the someone should know. Right. Not necessarily that you get to know the results. Right. Just that, that somebody out there knows. And you can email those to your gangbang. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Eric Johnson says yeah, it should test the sadness in JP's tears now that his second, now that he is second on the death pool. Oh man. It would probably be pretty I felt high. Really bad for you when I was listening to that. You were real uncomfortable. He probably still is. I still am. I haven't talked to Russ since then. <laughs> He's texting me like three times oh. and Twittered me once, and I'm like, no. Giving him the silent treatment. Yeah. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Fault. Well, no, because I think what he did is I think he, he uh, Russ, <laughs> I think he wanted to make the game um, more radio friendly and provide a drama. And he would do I that. I think he, right? And I think he designed it, the results, to skew towards Justin and I being even because he thought that that would be cool. So I, I don't think that it sounds like the desperate longing of somebody who doesn't want to be second. In the You're death a cow. Pool. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Came back. Well, well it's also his way of getting back at JP for making fun of Russ and his shitty roles at, at D and D night. Well, that's true too. Oh shit. We're getting a fucking phone call, Bev. Oh dear. No, one person can't. We have to have at least two competitors to win. Uh, what go if, ahead. What if it's a really good overshare? Um, uh, Chris says, has to be the wetness factor. Call it the 2-1-A test. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, I didn't get that. Because uh, Sully would also always talk about the wetness factor, oh. like making up <laughs> okay. beers, uh, making up uh, things. He would also say sparkle horse. That's oh, like yeah. a random shit. So anyway. Okay. Uh, Thanks for that. Let's see. Uh, Context. Jeff says, test for the juiciness. Test for juicy. Oh yeah, how like juicy is your water? Yeah. Okay, I'll give. I'll put that on my list. I'll oh, put yeah. that on my list. Jeff. How juicy is this water? Juicy. Okay. Um, Lloyd says, 
test the percentage of lucidity per episode for Doc to find out if he was just there, really there, or just not there at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Barley Boy says... Good listener. Test the trendiness factor of the beer. Call it the untapped or bro factor. Ooh. Okay. And that's it. Okay. What was the one, that the Doc one? I forget. Uh, it was test the percentage of lucidity per episode for Doc to find out if he's okay. just there, really there, or just not there at all. And who, uh, who said that? Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd McIver. Wow. You fucking give his address out to or Uh, three one two. <laughs> Electric Bugaloo Boulevard. So I have Matt from Fort Bragg on the phone. Okay. Um, he really just wants to say what a good job you're doing. Oh. Well, not you, everybody. Oh. Right. Well, then I, that puts it at slightly. Fort Bragg. Too far for a hand job. Okay, just give it to us verbally. <laughs> Matt, what's going on, dude? Not much. How you doing? Pretty good. Um, if if you were here, would you give Tasty a hand job? He wants to know, but he's too embarrassed to ask. Only for a million bucks. Man. What about if Adam and Eve supplied the gel? <laughs> the climax yeah, the gel. gel. No, 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 no. You're getting it wrong. You're thinking dollars. I'm thinking literally a million bucks. <laughs> I oh, mean, okay. A million male deer right now. <laughs> uh, what's going on, dude? Not much. Just wanted to call and say thank you guys for... Uh, for the great programming that you've had. I've kind of been listening to you guys for now over a year, basically since I started in the business and whatnot. So, Oh, cool. In the biz. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm right now a keg racker at North Coast Brewing. Oh, nice. awesome. Nice. Awesome, man. Yeah, we know a couple of North Coast guys. Ken up there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Ken. awesome. Old, old Ken. I Ken's want to call him buddy. Old Ken from now on. <laughs> Is he old? He might be. Hey, actually, tell tell Ken to email me. I have a question for him. Okay. Please. I don't have his email, but I'm sure it's like you know Ken at <laughs> whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think it's I think it's. Um, well, don't give it out. Don't give it out yeah. because you know I don't want to get bombarded with emails. But I do have a question for him. Uh, anyway, how do you like uh, how do you like racking kegs and shit, man? Is it is it suck or are you is kind it everything? Of, is it everything that I hoped for and dreamed in my life? Yes. Huh. Actually. It's, it's not that bad. I okay. originally started off in the bottling line and whatnot, and then uh, they needed somebody who can heft, the, uh, heft these kegs over, and I was like, sure, you guys are paying me to be able to work with work with and around beer. How can I complain with that? <laughs> right. And they uh, obviously see that you've made huge gains at the gym because you're strong enough to do that, and that's a bonus. <laughs> so, so, no, so, it's so been great. So that's what, cool. how big are you? What's your height and, uh, and weight? <laughs> How can you actually do these kegs? That's what What's the distance from your hand to the floor? Are you a big dude? Uh, no, I'm about five foot eleven. So that's, that's good size. How tall are you, Tasty? I'm five foot nine. Ah, oh, so this guy's taller than taller you. Taller guy. Yeah, he's by like a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably younger than you so. too. So how many kegs do you like uh, rack a day? I mean, you're a racker. Uh, depending on if we have any cleaned, uh, if the if we have clean kegs. We're able to do about seven pallets an hour, and each pallet is eight kegs. So. Nice, nice. And how many uh, pallets of kegs does it take to empty a uh, bright tank there at North? Uh, it depends on the size. <laughs> well, I guess there's a size have, The biggest one, let's say. Uh, our biggest one is, I think, a 500-gallon 500, uh, 500 tank. Nice. Or, yeah, 500-barrel yeah. uh, barrel bright tank. Uh-huh. Uh, 
You got to wreck a lot of shit to get finish that. one of those on a day. Yeah, you got to so wreck usually, a lot. Of... Usually, that takes about if we're if we're just racking the kegs and whatnot, uh, it takes about two days to go through that. Wow. And you... usually, that's we're doing about five hundred kegs that in those days. So, have you guys been getting the heat wave that we've been getting down here? Has it been a hundred up there? Uh, not not so much, mainly because we still get the trade winds and whatnot along the coastline. So I, I think the hottest it's gotten here is about 83. But over the hill into Ukiah, for where Medicino Brewing Company is, uh, they've gotten up to about 100, uh, 109 degrees. No, oh. I'd rather be at, I'd rather be at your brewery. Yeah. For yeah. yeah. Those right. guys should yeah. make $5 more an hour than you. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating yeah. it out. Yeah. Hey, actually, I'll be up there next uh, next month, and we're going to stop by um, just cruising through town. So uh, I'll I'll stop by and, uh, you know, buy you a beer. At his right. brewery. Yeah, at his brewery. He probably, it'll it'll be yeah. his shift beer, but he doesn't know that. What time are you going right. to work? Uh, I work an afternoon swing shift, so I usually work from 10 uh, from two in the afternoon to ten thirty. Perfect. So usually I try and catch your guys' programs during my ten minute break. So <laughs> just on four X. Right. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, send me an email. I'll uh, I'll tell you when we're up there, and maybe we can get a beer. Yeah. Cool. Uh, definitely. The two people, of course, that you'll want to see are Ken because Ken's absolutely amazing. Yeah, Ken. Uh, love. I, uh, one of the things I've been trying to do is uh, learn about the brewing side, and I've been bombarding him with questions and some of our other brewers. I'm sure um, he's more than Pat glad to answer. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Pat, who's our uh, who's our head brewer mm-hmm. uh, under, of course, Mark. Um, also, great knowledgeable person, and then uh, our other major person who's been great is our what, under the title of a. Uh, visitor service marketing manager Joe Sita. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to learn about what's going on as far as uh, any of the concerts, anything that uh, the brewery is nah. getting involved with, I don't give he a shit about that. He is honest. I don't care about anything about that because really, what matters is the people who put the product in the thing that makes me drink it. Yes. So the you bartender. Mean, you mean the the bubbly, the bubbly stuff that has, that has the alcohol in it? Yeah, the fun juice is what I call it. Oh, that stuff. Yeah. that's what it is. Right. No, I appreciate it, man. Thanks yeah. for calling. Yeah. And, uh, sure. you know, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll be up there uh, next month. Sure you don't want to overshare to uh, maybe get a chance to go to Sacramento? That's true. Have you heard that? Do you know what we're doing right now? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, we are giving away tickets to the California Craft Beer Summit in uh, September 7th through the 9th in um, Sacramento. So no. if you can go which it sounds like you should be able to, you have to compete in what we're calling overshare with the Brewing Network. So you have to overshare something that you think that we would give a shit about, and then we decide if we gave a shit about it or not. And that's, well, that's are, the game. These are tickets to the Sacramento uh, Beer Summit. It's the Beer Summit and the uh, but you gotta, it's the, it doesn't, it's, not the, it's just tickets to get in, not the room and all the stuff you got to do to get Correct. in. Correct. Yes, right. thank you very much. Yeah. It passes to the three-day event with the with the uh, the beer service at the end, which I'm sure you guys are pouring at, I would I imagine. I think North Coast people are going to be represented there. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to oh, compete... I, I, I mentioned Ken will probably be there for that. Yeah. Well, you can be, too. And then the best part is, if you go and you get tickets, you don't have to work. So you can go up to Ken and pour in the beer at the booth and be like, what's your what's your hoppiest beer? 
Except I need, I need to work on paying the bills, oh. especially since uh, I dropped the question on my now fiance a month ago. So. Oh well, hey, congratulations, oh, man! Guy. Going to make oh. her a respectable woman, and I, I appreciate that. But here's one of the things that I wanted to that I wanted to ask you guys, as far as a drink for thought. Okay. So one of the, so of course with North Coast, um, one of the big beers that we sell on average is our Old Rasputin, which is a Russian Imperial Stout. Yes, it's a green beer. Mm-hmm. One of yeah, absolutely amazing beer. I love it even better when it's barrel aged. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so one of the things that I thought of, and I'm gonna try and at some point figure out how to homebrew this, but is an idea of doing kind of the opposite color spectrum of the Russian Imperial Stout and basically do a white Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. And how would you do that? That's the question? Yeah, that's kind of the, and that's kind of the conundrum I'm going to be trying to figure out and whatnot. So. I know Roger... Um, at Faction does something like that, um, and I think he uses like coffee to simulate the roasted grain flavors. Yeah, uh-huh. that, from what I've heard, from what I've heard uh, one of the big recommendations is using oh, a sure. blonde roast um, for the for the coffee note to the to the uh, to the beer itself. Yeah, but I mean, a blonde roast doesn't mean that it's 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 like yellow color. You're still going to get color from it, and I I, I wouldn't imagine that. Um, that the, the the color variations on a lighter, which is basically just a light roast coffee, um, isn't gonna, yeah. isn't going to do too much. I would go for flavor over color, to be honest. Yeah, yeah some cacao for the shocker character associated mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. darker malts. And I think Roger actually okay. throws in a little star anise too. He does, yeah. which is which is <laughs> right. somewhat unique to him. But yeah, you don't need to add enough coffee to get color in order to get the flavor that's appropriate. Right, to just no, get the beer. Right, it's some milk yeah, sugar. I think too much of it. Give him more of a stock here. Yeah. Milk yeah. Sugar. yeah, milk sugar. Yeah, especially if you're going for the white Russian. Yeah. yeah. So play around with those. But honestly, uh, I would email Roger and see if he yeah, would. He'd hook if, you up. Yeah, he's a good dude. Or better yet, go down and visit him. And then you'll see his butt. Right. He might email a picture of that to you also. So. <laughs> uh, here's your answer. Don't ever, no, never, <laughs> never get on an email chain with Roger. Oh, yeah, you'll get other pictures too. Oh yeah, text message thread? No, no, he's, no. It's the it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's gross. In my life. Yeah. Hey, look at this. No, <laughs> I don't really get it. Um, so this, probably as bad as Flash be Flash with 4chan. If you yeah. know anything about that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Um, the things does, that you will never unsee in your life. Right. Right. Uh, does that help at all, or you kind of already know all that shit? Yeah, listen and, to it later. You'll, you'll get all the stuff we said. Oh no! That, trust me. Any advice that I get, I always, I always take it to heart and try and try and move forward with it. Okay. So, and one of the big things right now is I'm trying is I'm setting up to shadow uh, some of the some of the brewers I work with for when they homebrew, so I can get some hands-on experience with it. So. Right. I think that's a good choice. All right, man. I'll let you go. Thanks right, for calling, man. though. Take it easy. All right, you too. And also. Yes. Congratulations on your recognition award from in, during uh, NHC. Oh, thank you. I think it was very deserving. So, all right. Take all it right, easy, dude. guys. Thanks for listening. Later, man.
I didn't have the heart to tell him that uh, I'm not Justin, but it's fine. What are you going to do? Yeah, I thought, you, I thought you were just taking credit show for it. And buy him a beer. Yeah, and I'm going to walk in. Oh. Hey, dude. Like, what was his name? John? Matt? Can you give Ted, me a free beer here? Bill? It was Matt. Matt. Oh, Matt. I'm going to be like, hey, Matt, what's going on, dude? And be like, I'm like, first of all, Jay's going to get the email. Yeah. And then uh, and then he's going to be like, oh, cool. Another invitation to free beer. And I'm going to be like sitting here just waiting. And Terrence yeah, is like, come on, we got to go. We're waiting. going up to the to the thing. I'm like, I got, I'm waiting for this email. I don't know what's going on, man. So you, and you can't leave the house. <laughs> can't leave the house. And check your email no. remotely. No, I'll be driving. I don't trust her to drive. Are you kidding me? That's true. And the the roads are windy to get up oh, there. Oh, there goes your free That's beer true. at North Coast. Yeah. Thanks, Matt, for not understanding who I am. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know? No, he doesn't. Yeah. I thought I had a fan for a second. Yeah, really? I thought I had one. You even offered to buy him his shift beer. Right. I just, yeah, I'm appropriating his beer. Offer ret- retracted there. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Okay, let's finish this uh, Twitter game and get out of here. So uh, Mark said oh, yeah. um, we should make the test something about a wiener to bitterness ratio. Wienery to bitterness? Yes. Okay. Uh, no beer left behind uh, to check the tasty temperature? Yep. Uh, Brian, uh, a paternity test because someone should know. They should. Like uh, Eric, sadness in my tears. To detect the sadness in my tears. Right. Uh, Jeff, a juiciness test. Yes. And then uh, Lloyd, a lucidity test for Doc. Right. Which one uh, Which one are you guys leaning to? Tasty, which one? I like the paternity thing. Because someone should know. Somebody should know. I like okay. That. I had that number one, but whatever. I'll okay, that. that's fine. You did good. Warren, what do you think, bud? I was kind of leaning towards the the what's in Schumann's mouth one, but that didn't make your list at all. It's too it, much of an insider thing. I mean, a lot of people that listen right now don't know. Don't know who okay, is. all right, yeah, maybe fine. Then um, are they better or worse for it? What do you think of juiciness test? I did right. like the juiciness uh-huh. the te- the test your water for how juicy it is. Yeah, yeah. Like is that what you want to throw your vote? Um, I'm a second, I'm a fan of that. If you want to, like, yeah, throw it it, it's either that one or the paternity test. So I guess Tasty and I are synced up. Jesus, well, pick it's one. our time of the month for God's sakes. Well, but there's you and Bevo also. Just pick one. Yeah, what do you think? What are you listening? Okay, uh, juicy, juiciness. Okay, thank you very much, Beverly. I like the paternity test one. All right, uh, paternity test wins. Brian, congratulations. Way to go! You won the I dip. So what you're going to do is email Beverly at b e e v o at thebrewingnetwork.com. She's going to get your address, and then she's going to ship. This lovely eye dip here. It's great. I am not going to ship it. It's a great oh, you no, I'm not shipping that crap. That's Hell your job. Yeah, you nope. are. Yes. That's, that's your baby. I'm, this case is so sturdy. You could probably yeah, slap the label right, right on yeah. the goddamn <laughs> thing, dude. It's padded and no, it's everything, everything, man. Yeah, it's really no, I'll pack it up. And just so you know, Brian, it currently does not test for paternity. That's true. So or this STDs, is all theoretical. Apparently. Or STDs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it should. But it really should. And you're lucky, you though. Check the pH of your stank. Of your, never mind. Of your, of your stank? <laughs> Brian, you're lucky because this is supposed to go to one of the people on the uh, on Dr. Homebrew at the HomebrewCon, and I forgot. I forgot to give it away. It's supposed to give it away live. Yeah. Forgot. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I yeah. found it behind the booth at the end of the week. Yeah. And I was like, hey, isn't this supposed to be gone? Nope. I mean, yes, but yeah. nope. <laughs> uh Okay, are you ready to get us out of here, Warren? Oh, yeah, I have more things to do. 
You need to come on. Uh, no, I'm ready. All right. I just need to get the paper. Uh, well, thank you very much for uh, you guys for listening to us, and thank you very much for Greg from Blue Jacket for coming on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you. Talking about some beers. I really yeah. like that barrel-aged, uh, that Imperial Stout, man. I gave it to the, the folks outside, and they the liked it, page. too. Yeah. And thanks to Matt for uh, sending this uh, Upland yeah. cherry beer with oh, us. And, uh, I will bring... Uh, I will bring the rest back, Tasty. Don't worry about it. No, I'm not worried about it. I know. I know. Um, okay. Until next time. You ready, Warren? Yep. Okay. Until next time, everyone, we will see you later. Happy birthday, Jamil. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Greg Inger from Blue Jacket called in and we talked beer philosophy, dry hopping classic German styles, and even just blurring style guidelines in general. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts by going to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nathan Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole at Tasty McDee, Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy, and the great Beverly is crushing cyberspace at Bevo One. JP thinks Twitter is dead, and you should follow him on Instagram at Major Jip. It's true. Today's show was produced by Bevo and JP, and your host has been Jason Petros. Be sure to follow the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP is an asshole, just losing my sky and winning the race, JP.